<laughs> God bless, man. Mike Green has returned. Miracle of Wrestling arrived for this program as the intro aired. He's shaking his head the whole time. We don't know what's happened to the Oracle Wrestling. We will find out. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not foaming at the mouth yet. My God. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Now um I'd like yeah. to know if I need to be worried about that, but I still haven't found that information out yet. But oh, <laughs> anyway. oh wow, okay, we're starting there. Uh, yes, I did want to give credit on the uh, Jack Crosby question mark pop me tremendously. Uh, the answer yeah. this time is no, <laughs> no Jack Crosby. <laughs> um, we'll open every show by giving you an update on that. We know he's not coming in at the guest even the same thing, which is you know, it's a good point. Yeah, no ego here. So, guys, Bob O'Neill, how are you doing tonight, pal? I'm doing well, Joseph. How are you doing? Fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Confirm shoot. You spent a week at the wheel for this uh, this wonderful platform we have here on the the Patreon. How are you feeling to be back in shotgun? I'm very happy to not be leading this thing anymore. <laughs> um, I'm also very happy that that my ten man tag that I'm pretending is some idea that I came up with and wasn't pretty obvious to begin with is actually happening. Um, my agenda's happening, boys. We're getting fucking Okada in a 10-man tag. Working spots with Matt Hardy. All hail. Clash of the big money, man. Oracle of Wrestling, you've had an interesting week from what I can gather. Um, where do you want to start? Um, now? Do you want to get this out of the way? Do you want to get this elephant in the room <laughs> out of the way? Well, one, I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> so <clears throat> that doesn't help things. I would... Very excited Wednesday evening to sit down and enjoy Wednesday. You know what that means, dynamite. (laughs) When I went to retrieve my work boots from my vehicle. And uh, are these like professional wrestling boots? (laughs) Well, they're still toed, so you can maybe argue that. (laughs) As I was approaching the hallway, in the common area to go upstairs to my apartment. Gentleman and two dogs on a leash, thank God. That's at least somewhat of a good sign. Though not really. One a chihuahua, another a pit bull. Came down the stairs and I thought, you know, I've seen these dogs before. They don't seem to be the most friendliest. I'm going to step aside and let them pass. Surely this owner will to have full control. No. Pitbull comes charging at me and bites me in the calf. Puncture wound. Okay. Guy's able to get the dog off me. Luckily, he doesn't shake and shit. So, you know, that would have been very bad. I would have been hospitalized for that legitimately if it had gotten that bad. <laughs> and... So this guy was like, oh, man, did he bite you? I was like, yeah. And I was like pissed because I was like, I was in flight mode. Like, I'm like, fight or flight. I'm a flight person. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, I, yeah, he did. Like, I was like shaking. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And so I like go out the stairs or whatever. And like, I could tell it was a bad bite. I was like, oh, no, this dog put the shit out of me. He goes, he goes, oh, man, was it, did he bite you good? I said, oh, yeah, he bite me good, bit me good. I was like, hold on, man. I said, he said, hold on. He was trying to like. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near these dogs. He's trying to like come talk to me. I'm like, I gotta check and see this. You know, I gotta check and see how bad mm-hmm. this bite is. 
And I was like, the last thing I asked, I said, hey, does 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 he have his shots? And he goes, yeah. Who knows? And because I actually thought of that, I thought to ask that. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to go in. I got to clean the wound. Of course, I don't have anything in my apartment to clean the wound. So I ended up calling uh, my brother Dustin and his girlfriend, who's an ER nurse at uh, UT Medical. She came over and they bought a bunch of stuff for CVS and we were able to clean the wound and whatnot. And I, and I was able to shower and do all that good stuff. And then I was like, all right. I would like, oh, I was, you know, I had to calm hmm. myself down. I was bad anxiety attack. So we go and start and we go over to the, okay, let's talk to the neighbors. See if we can sort this out. I'm going to have to go to the doctor and, and get a tetanus shot tomorrow. I'm, I was overdue anyway. That had one in 15 years. So I said, okay. You know, I knew I was probably going to have to get antibiotics. So I was like, okay, let's go and, you know, get the vaccine records and, and exchange all that info for medical compensation. Oh, no. Nobody answers. Oh, okay. We heard the, definitely heard the chihuahua barking and I, we heard both dogs barking. Okay. 20 minutes we, later, we tried again. Nobody. Then we have to call animal control. So I call the animal control. Animal control cop comes down. She comes. I give her, you know, I give my report, give my statement. You know, we give a plan. She goes, all right, you know, we're going to go and, uh, you know, you go in your apartment. I'll go and, and, and talk to this guy or these people. So as we approach, my other neighbor across the hall says, huh, that guy left left in a car I've never seen before. Um, and <laughs> apparently he usually drives this beat up red car. So he gets in an SUV and he drives off in that. And apparently this guy does not live in the apartments oh. and the pit bull is his, but the pit bull apparently lives at this, lives, lives in this complex with a girlfriend or whoever. And apparently all sorts of people come in and out of this apartment. <sighs> So, and also this pit bull has been reported to the complex already once before by the same neighbor who said that that pit bull attempted to attack his emotionally supportive dog and also chased a family in, with children into the bed of a truck as they had to flee into the bed of a truck. Um, so... Animal cop goes up, knocks on the door. Of course, no one's there. She leaves a notice. I pop my head out the next day. The notice isn't there. They, they clearly had gotten it. I go to the doctor. Doctors look at it. They don't seem too concerned about the rabies thing. You know, they think, you know, you know, obviously you still need to try to get the vaccination records. But, you know, it was least trained. It clearly listened to its master or owner or whatever. So it's not like. You know, if, if it was rabid, it would probably would have mm -hmm. been a little bit more, uh, you know, out of control than it was. Um, if anything, I may have, it's not my fault, but it, it could have been startled and it being an aggressive, probably trained to be aggressive, came after me. Um, what were you wearing? Oh, I was wearing shorts, which was a mistake. Yeah. Um, you might have been asking for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but if I had a gun, that dog would be done. Oh, but Jesus! That's how mad I am right now. 
Okay, so the other question that I have to ask, and don't get offended, but I need to know. What? Were you playing in this dog's face? No. <laughs> no. I was standing out of I was standing away from it to let it pass. I was standing to let it pass. I was standing to let this piece of shit pass. I hope these neighbors can fucking hear me too. Um this has become quite a crazy situation. So I went to the doctor and of course one guy at the front desk, because the front desk doctors don't know shit. They go, oh, if you go, oh, if you need to, oh, you need to get that within 24 hours. You, you need to get your rabies vaccine within 24 hours if it's rabid. Well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Finally, the nurse goes and says, the nurse goes and says, oh, okay, you know, we, we probably won't have to administer that. It's it's fine, you know. Um, so I got my tetanus shot, got my antibiotics. Got to take those for 10 days. Wound is getting better. I haven't had a tingling sensation yet, which which means I haven't, you know, the rabies hasn't kicked in yet. Um, mm -hmm. If it does, I'm dead. So <clears throat> when we do our funeral, for me, uh, hopefully it's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so these people are still dodging. Still can't get a hold of them. I've been told not to be in contact with them at all by the authorities. My God! Um, uh, you know, the animal cop tried again last night. No success. Uh, thankfully, no. Zach. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> Um, but so I finally got a text that said, you know, the animal cop was like, Hey, can you reach the office? I said, yeah, reach them. They said, well, now that we have the police on it, we're going to get this set. It'll take a few weeks, but you know, we can finally squeeze these people and deal with it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I'm going to check your, uh, you know, mayor Kane's Knox County Gazette or whatever the hell it's called. Cause there might be some fucking drug bust with a guard dog or something. Who the fuck oh my god, it? imagine if Kane gets involved know. in this. Oh. You should tweet Kane. <laughs> Can I just say? Um, but ultimately, I you know, I looked up the because uh, like I said, I'm a hypochondriac, so I looked up the stats of rabies and only like 60 to 70 domesticated dogs a year get it out of like 48 million. <laughs> I'm probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it comes to that, but uh, you know, I'll be terrified for the next year since that can be how long rabies can be dormant. So I'll be, you know, my anxiety will be, you know, surely great. Um, to be fair, if you if you uh, like become a werewolf, you won't even really know it happens, so you don't even really have to worry about it. Like if it happens, it'll just happen, and you won't be aware of it. So That's it's really true. nothing to worry about. Yeah, sure. Fair point. This. Uh... This has never been more fitting. Telling stories. <laughs> so Reese brought this up. And Joe and I talked about this earlier. This was an idea I had. Um, Reese brought up the Baja men. And I 100% like 
was going to get the clip from who let the dogs out and just play it like over and over again as you were trying to tell this story. <laughs> but we were really worried we were going to get copyright hit. So we decided not to do it. <laughs> oh, God. It really has been a bad week. I've been like stressing about this stupid shit. I really hope they can find at least because see, the, the, the rule is if the dog doesn't get it's supposed to quarantine for 10 days to see if it like keels over and foams and shit. What if the dog had COVID? <laughs> That's okay. See, you know, I got my vaccinations. Fair. Like Bob. I have to say, <laughs> I'm not the conspiracy theorist on this show. That's Bob. Yes. But I'm not the only one that's kind of a little bit alert, but, you know, it's, this doesn't seem like a coincidence to me, you know? I think, I think this was a hit. I, yeah. I mean, here we have a guy, an upstanding citizen, who once would produce spreadsheets, you know, analyzing the World Wrestling Federation. He spends two months on this show, gets his fleet card official, you know, begins, begins to tweet stuff like Fed Dead, sharing sort of uh, slanderous content about the World Wrestling Federation. And all of a sudden, he's attacked. He's mauled physically. He's left with a wound. My own, my own home, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, the chat's mentioning it, the big dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Back. Wow. Bob, how mad were you when when Devin kept talking about vaccination records? Yeah, I was upset. Couldn't control myself. You could see, you know, yeah. and I, uh, I lost. Foaming at the mouth. There. Yeah. All right. Good Lord. That was an all-time opening set. Oh my God, he's going to show us the bite. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't even get my leg high enough for it. We could just. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, that's too much. Yeah, wait a second. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get it up, get it up, get it up, get it up. All right, listen, you little fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> I have to find you. I'm going to kick your little fucking ass. <laughs> Someone please clip Oracle shouting at himself. Get up, get up, get up, please. Um, anyway, all right. All right let's talk about wrestling. That's, that's yeah, that's the that's wrestling. the best opening fifteen minutes we've ever done. Bar none, without a doubt. It will all be down from here because I think Shoot and I both feel we may fall asleep on the program. The Oracle of Wrestling has been bit by a dog and Bob. So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so, should we just do it rampage now? <laughs> Is that what we should do? Yeah. Do we just throw the format out and just say fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I spent half a rampage looking up rabies stats, so. Oh God bless, <laughs> of course. Okay, this this do this do rampage this do. Um, now one thing I do want to credit them for, and talk about this a lot recently. I appreciate the show once again started with the. Uh, the theme song, This Is Rampage, because I wasn't quite sure what we were getting tonight. That that quickly put me in the right you know, state of mind. Opening match, we did not get Bobby Fish's theme. No. Tony Khan can go fuck himself. That's a shame. Um, we got the Far Inferior Jungle Boy theme instead, which is definitely less over. He has a beard now. Works for him, by the way. And it worked especially in this match because, like, Bobby Fish is really kind of gritty and mean, and he had to kind of match him in that regard to beat him. They got off to a really hot start in this thing. I yeah. like the match overall, but the first, like, 90 seconds of this thing was fucking awesome. Bobby Fish is a really nice TV wrestler. I enjoy him very, very much in this role. 
Jungle Boy got a great win in the end with a Bob doing one of the all-time snare trap cells. By far one of the best ones I've seen. Um, really good match. I liked it a lot. Bob, you're someone that's always been you know pretty closely aligned with Bobby Fish. Your thoughts on the match? Yeah, no, I do think uh, he's he's been a really good TV guy. He's a guy that can go out there, give you you know a good match, and shoots at it on Twitter. You know, a guy that can come in and lose and uh, get your other guys over. And I think that's a good role for him. Like, you know, he doesn't need to be out there. He doesn't need to be in any sort of title hunt or whatever. Just has a role, and he's good at it. He'll be in the tag title hunt soon. Yeah, yeah. I want to be very clear that if you're going to troll, there's got to be a level of accuracy to the troll. The relevant part's okay. probably fair. I mean, yes, but like before he came to AEW, Bobby Fish was so far from relevant that yeah. yeah. If Rod Strong was in the exact same role, so what was Roddy wrestling during this Bob Fish match tonight? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. That rules. <laughs> you would never have known. <laughs> yep. Um, shoot, what did you do the match? Um. Yeah, no, I thought it was fine. Um, Bob Bob Fish is very good. Jungle Boy keeps showing more fire. Um, they were beating the shit out of each other there for a while. It was a dog fight. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even get past it. <laughs> Go ahead, Oracle. <laughs> huh? Oh. <laughs> Oracle, did you enjoy Jungle Boy versus Bob Fish? Oh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck oh. happened to this show? I missed one week. It's chaos. I liked, uh, you know, Jungle Boy took a good, you know, took a good bump on the ropes, and uh, I always like the dramatic finish to his to to the submission finish. So you know, yes. it, was good. it was nice. It was well done. I'm, I'm trying um, to add insight. I'm trying to. Add, it really has been a rough week. I'm trying to add. In, I'm trying to add. You're insight. good. You're good. Don't worry. I'm trying. You've, you've already offered more than enough to this program. <laughs> that first ten minutes. <laughs> it's more than any of us are going to offer the rest of the night. So yeah, I'm going to try and pull up um, one of the websites recap tonight because there was some really nice pre-tapes. I would like to remember what where they were. I think up next we had the Miro and Daniel someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. Oh, God bless, man. When you see Danielson in, like, a professional wrestling promotion where he can just kind of be, like, straight-laced athlete who's trying to, try to win wrestling matches, as great as all that stuff he was he did up there, like, it's just different, right? Like, it appeals to me so much more than the shtick and the silliness. He was so wonderful, and Miro is. You know. Oracle, you probably shouldn't read the chat tonight because they're just going to spend the whole show trying to convince you you have rabies. <laughs> <laughs> I've already convinced myself, so I can't, it can't be much worse than that. Um, it appears that this doesn't even this recap doesn't even. Oh, whatever the fuck. Okay, Young Bucks. Anything on that segment before we? Anything on the uh, pre-tape before we do the big segment? We've it was an before. awesome contrast of like Danielson talking like a normal person while while Miro was you know being his over the top delusional heel character. Um, like I said, I brought this up. I don't even remember when I brought it up. It's all blur. But um, tell me about it. <laughs> like Danielson doing his, you know, I had to come here to do pro wrestling stuff on TV. Popped me so huge. Like again, he just put that letter out and then just went to actually giving his real feelings mm-hmm. for the rest of the time. Good for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. He fucking rolls. 
Bob, Oracle, anything on this little pre-tape here before we move on? No, I mean, you know, I'm already very excited for that match, but it did its job. It got me even more excited. I'm really looking forward to it. We'll get into that later, I imagine. Um, but yeah. Yeah. They did Oracle. a good job. They did a real good job with these videos tonight. Mm-hmm. Interesting show, right? In the sense yeah. that, like, really the matches were almost completely divorced from the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because this week, the trend of this week for AEW, the theme of this week has been they feel like they've done their job in terms of building this pay-per-view. They had, they took one last swing at the, at the world title match because they'd basically been very reserved with that one. They'd taken a, you know, like they'd let their guys kind of take a step back. They put them in the forefront this week. Everything else has just been like a little bit of maintenance, video package. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see the buy rate because Full Gear has been their weakest pay-per-view in terms of buys historically. But like the momentum of the promotion is such, and I think we all agree this is their best card yet. So it'll be I mean, interesting to see how that balances out. Probably about 450K. I, okay, look, we're going to pay wall. There's been talk internally within the industry they're going to break one million. That's the talk. Now, I don't know whether I believe that. And I, I'm looking more at the 750, 800 range. Yeah. Um, but, Bob, you've probably heard that. So you got sources, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and the Young Bucks were talking, and then they, their new thing is they do WWE like framed segments where guys walk in and out of it's very good stuff. And they did the old school like Attitude Era shot where a guy walks in and they go head to head and the yeah. place pops, fucking rolls. <laughs> I love that they do the little thing too, where like they're explaining what they explain why the camera's there. See, like that's the what color, WWF never did. Yes, the <laughs> color thing's shit. perfect. Yeah. Keep it rolling, and you know, Hangman has this great ability to kind of switch gears, right? Like, he's oh, that really was, good at that, yeah. Like, he almost got booed because he was like, you know, he apologized to the Bucks yeah. and then he just flipped the <laughs> great segment, man. Came across so human and just likable and fucking, but also badass. This was great. I'm glad to see the Bucks, like, for all of their shtick in that moment, they got real serious and let the let Hangman take the scene. It's really nice, Oracle. I know that you love yourself a uh, very dramatic backstage segment in world in professional wrestling. Did you enjoy this? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was accused of hating all animals by the demon grand, which is not true. I shouldn't have threatened to kill a dog. <laughs> My but, God. <laughs> but, you know, I don't like assholes, particularly owners who don't know how to take care of their animals. How about that? Okay. That, that's how about a that? it, Bob, right yeah. there. Man. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Back together. Oracle, how about this segment with the Young Bucks? <laughs> Speaking of animals, the Young Bucks. <laughs> it was fine. Um, I saw somebody say that uh, one of the Young Bucks looked like Sam Kennison, and that's funny. The other day, I think it's a mecha guy, but who cares? I um, think this is. I think this is 100% accurate. Yeah. Because the Bucks did get conned by Don Callis, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that's kind of where we're going. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks turned babyface. Um, I think we're getting, I think like the elite are going to fracture pretty majorly. Um, I don't know. It'd be really like fucking Hangman and the Bucks against uh, whatever they want to call Undisputed Era. The disputed era. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's pussies. 
Developmental dicks. Um, great big fucking losers. The rabid dogs. <laughs> the demo there's destroyers. A guy, there's, there's a guy at work who just fucking barks at me all fucking day now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Amy, <laughs> on this segment. No, I think we're good. I'm just yeah, ready yeah. to get to the part where we like preview full gear. I know I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep you. What? I didn't mean to keep you, pal. I'm sorry. That's all right. Oracle, when when you want to talk about any film rampage, just tell me. Otherwise, I'll just you can wait out and read the chat. Okay, get fired up when people fucking accuse you of being an animal hater. I like cats. Which brings up a good question. What have are you going to complain to HR about that guy barking at you? No, I think it's funny. <laughs> oh god bless our chat can't be trusted with this kind of towel man oracle made such a fatal mistake you should have not said a word about this shit all right that's okay so- when i die you can all you can all look like idiots <laughs> <laughs> We just come on the grin and say it to him how much idiots we were. Oh, he's on us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jade Cargill, Santana Garrett. This was a triumph in my book. Sure, I know you liked it. Jade won really emphatically, but the, the real piece of business here was um, with Red Velvet, who has always had great fire. Right, yeah. Red Velvet has a great baby face fire, and it's a nice mix with Jade. Uh, she made Smart Mind like a dipshit, which is what his role should be as a heel manager. They brawled, it sold the match. It was an effective piece of business, I thought. For what, when they announced it, I think my exact words in our fame group chat was, Oh, fuck off. I think it was my exact words. So, in the end, I think, you know, we turned the tide, we, we did a good job here, turned the tide. Shoot, tell me you enjoyed this. This was, this was effective, right? Yeah, I like this. I mean, like it certainly benefited from me having low expectations. Um, I don't want to like this wasn't like a tremendous segment, but it got the job done. Um, Santana Garrett is not good at all. Um, I thought Jade looked fine. The post match was really the story here. Um, and yeah, Red Velvet does. She shows a lot of fire. Like there's she's. There's a lot of flaws to her, but there's some things she really does well. Um, I loved I loved their post-match brawl. Um, I don't know. I would have Jade beat up Santana Garrett every week on TV. <laughs> that would just be her role. Just run that match back every week. Just have it get shorter and shorter. You can't do that because representation matters. And with that in mind, Bob, um, how does it feel to see Santana out there every week on TV, pal? I mean, I'm glad she was out there uh, getting beat up. That's good. I don't, I don't care for her. Um, you know, when this match started, it's like uh, I want to see Jade run through her, and then I want to see the cake get smashed, and both of those uh, boxes got checked. So it was good. That was a little bit graphic, but okay. Um, that was a little longer, I thought. Yeah, I, don't, I thought so too. Oracle, do you want to add anything to this, or would you rather wait for full gear talk? Uh, for some reason, the most interesting part is when I went to grab food. Or something or another. I looked over and I saw Mark Sterling was about to get a cake put into his face. So I watched that. That was interesting. Factual. Okay. 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, here it is. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston uh, recap pre-tape thing as they continue to, what we call in the industry, blurred the lines. Bob, do you have any commentary on sort of shades to gray in wrestling? Shades of gray in wrestling? <laughs> yeah, you know, we no longer exist in a world of black and white. Rather, the canvas has become a landscape of uh, muted grays where good is indistinguishable from evil. And uh, renegades receive a hero's embrace. So yes, well, one of those renegades here, Eddie Kingston, was um, talking about wanting to fight CM Punk in a parking lot. Sorry to hear that. CM Punk really ramped up the kind of like, you know, smug, dismissive part of his personality. But he's also maybe not necessarily wrong, which is the beauty of this whole program. Great, great little video package here, Bob. You're a big fan of the Shades of Grey. This popular. Yeah, it did. No, and I'm, you know, we're very excited for this match. And, uh, yeah, just everything they're doing is working, man. And I think uh, it's just, it's hitting for me. There you go. Shoot. They're very good at professional wrestling. Both both of these men and this company as a whole. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's I do have a counter to that, though. I do. I'm going to actually call you out on that. Okay. I don't think you're wrong, but both have been pretty mean about the World Wrestling Federation at times. Fair. So it's true. does that not disqualify them from being good at professional wrestling because they couldn't cut in the major leagues, brother? Well, one of them was a champion for a long time. so He, he won, though. He did a podcast. Fair. Yeah. All right, well. That was that. Uh, again, Oracle, I'll come back to you when we do our full gear talk. Just hold tight, pal. We're there soon enough. Uh, almost. Dante Martin, Aria Davari. I like it's this cool. match, man. It really benefited from the crowd. Davari is one that, like, he never pops offensively, does he? Like, you know when 205 Live was really awesome? He was always the guy that, like, he had steady matches. But he looked good here, and he's always been sound. Dante Martin is... <laughs> Dante... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right. <laughs> so I like to read the comments we keep popping at because I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this and I ain't about to see that. But have you seen some of these comments? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the worst thing about that is I saw a minute ago when we were talking about something, shoot, lean forward and start doing something. And, we just get, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's our new mascot. <laughs> that's that's Grinny. Grinny. <laughs> this is the truth. Drew's crack. This is uh, those poor people listening to this on public transport, whenever they're driving. Just God bless them, man. Just <laughs> Grinny. Purely visual gags on this disgraceful podcast. Okay. Are we ready? I can't believe how quickly you move on this shit, man. Everybody tweet all hail, Grinny. Okay, we need, we need the wire and IE. Yeah, we need a uniform spelling if we're going to do it. What? Maybe not all hail. What do we say? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty good in fairness. All fail. All right. All fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what spelling you going here, Shoot? 
I think I like the IE. Okay. Yeah. Double N IE. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we hire well, the road dog to do the? Well, no, nah, probably not. Okay, are we counting this done them before we tour you as a family. Yeah. What are we? We're just putting all hail Grinny. What's the capitalization here? Shoot, we like this correctly. I just capitalize all three words. Oh shit! Okay, like a campaign. All right. Yeah. Full stop at the end. No, I'm not putting it. No. Okay. Punctuations right, for cowards. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> I'm just putting whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, El Grinny coming up here. Right, we're hitting ten tweet in. Free. I don't remember how to spell it. G R I N N I E. <laughs> Grinny's the big dog of late night grin. Three, two. Oh, I already did it. One. <laughs> tweet. Tweet that fucking thing. Oh, Bob put it in all caps. That's yep. even better. <laughs> oh, God. God bless, man. Wow, people really went for some unconventional approaches to that old hell grinning. <laughs> Alright. So Rampage. Look at him. He's such he's so happy. Devin, do you feel threatened by Grinny? Uh well he seems so happy after my flesh was just I'm sure I'm sure he loves the taste of my blood, little bastard. <laughs> Oh man. I like the match. Shoot. What match are we talking about? <laughs> no more in Aria Tavari. Oh yeah, that was uh inter- announcing them both for Minneapolis really worked. Mm-hmm. I mean it was true, but still like you could you heard the crowd change when they did that. Um we got an immediate both these guys chant. Um yeah, I Davari's an interesting one for me because I mean I I think he's fine, but he's never been anyone that like I've been yeah. excited about. But he looked good here. Um, we're about one more two hundred five live guy away from uh, me being convinced that that TK's like ribbing us or something here. Um, yeah, I thought this was good. Dante Martin is incredible. The post the post match is really the story here. Um, this is the kind of angle that we don't get anymore I feel like Um, and boy does it make Dante feel like a big deal that everyone like wants him like that it's it's that simple Um, you know Leo Rush is clearly using him I mean I think that's very obvious and now you know Team Taz is going to try to do the same thing I hope someone else tries to recruit him Um, Matt Hardy should offer him a contract (laughs) Um, I mean, he's not going to join Team Taz, right? No, but what makes it interesting is it appears to me that after watching the match on Wednesday, <clears throat> TK has run into the thing that I brought up a couple of weeks where Leo Rush, where he's gone, oh, fuck, Leo's a baby face. Yeah. Because <laughs> Leo was definitely not a baby face in the angle, right? Like, he was kind of a, he was a complete dick to Matt Seidel. <laughs> But he's in ring is such that I think you just have to kind of that's what you have to do. He's it's, it's interesting, but look, if we can get Dante Martin versus Ricky Starks, yeah, 
Oh, wow. Um, Bob, any thoughts on this whole piece of business? Yeah, I liked it. You know, I think, uh, again, the crowd was into it, announcing both of them from Minneapolis. Good stuff. And uh, the post-match just uh, makes Dante seem important, elevates him, and that's good. You know, it looks, like to, the, uh, it looks like Grinny's taking a shit on me. <laughs> I do want to... Uh, <laughs> I do want to uh, quickly... Uh, Please Reese, have some respect for Grinny. The pal Reese sent this to me earlier. I believe it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Elite. And some YouTube content that really maps out the whole Hangman arc, you know. And as someone that doesn't watch the BTE deal, Reese said this will help me out. Like he recommends it, so I'm going to check this out tomorrow. I wanted to bring that up quickly. I'll put it in the chat now, um, because as far as I know, the countdown show has just ended, or at least it's got 15 minutes left. One or the other, we don't know if it's 30 minutes long this week. Because remember, the last one was short. Yeah. I've learned my lesson to not watch it because it's what they show us for the first half hour in the movie theater. Um, so I learned that lesson this time. So I'm not I, I'm not going to watch it. So I'll see it tomorrow. Um, yeah, which I, I mean, that's what they show for everybody. The first half hour of the kickoff show is the countdown show, and then they go live to the arena for the second half hour. Yes, you're correct. Um, I think they showed a lot of stuff in that countdown show on Rampage, though. Like shorter versions of it. And also, last time, that, the one thing I will say is last time they released like an extended cut on YouTube. That's right. I forgot about that. So, you know, I don't know if that's the one they were showing before the preach. Whatever, whatever. Either way, I put that in the chat. So if you want some Hangman content, the pal Reese has, has told me it's good. And we actually, for some reason, we trust Reese as being sort of like the – we trust it to be sort of valuable in the chat, don't we, for some reason. I mean, I mean, you look at the filth that surrounds him. I can see why he's a Brit as well. That's That's a bit of an exaggeration, but sure. Listen, sometimes it depends. If you're on a bad team, it can make you look better sometimes. It is what it is. Now, what else? Are we still talking about Rampage? Um, should we just not talk about Orange Cassidy Matt Hardy is a bit? I mean, we can talk about Chris Statlander. Yeah. Any particular reason why? Did you say you didn't see a reason why? Oh, I just said any particular reason. Oh. I mean, did you see her? Yeah, but I, you know, this is a family show. Oh, <laughs> fuck. This is the best episode of God, all I time. Just, legitimately, I just said in one after the other, this is a family show. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Incredible load from on my part. Um, we can talk about whoever you want, guys. I'm not, well, at this point, I've, I've thrown the towel and I'm hosting a reasonable wrestling show here. This thing's, this thing started I mean, with a 15 minute promo on, on dogs. Yeah, when did we, when is, when was this ever a reasonable wrestling show? Oh, let me tell you, the chat maybe I confirm this thing has changed dramatically in the 12 episodes it's existed. I'm not saying, look, in my view, it's better. There's that's probably fair. someone that's listening to it right now that's saying it's certainly not better. <laughs> it's certainly not better but it's <laughs> certainly evolved, let me tell you. It's been it's been quite the journey. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Like the second show, you had some fucking maniac come on here and talk about flat earthers. So Fair. fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I just. I'll be honest with you guys. My theory is that we just changed when we did that draft. Like, I think something shit, like, we all got so, we learned so much about each other in that drafting process, you know? Like, we went through a lot with that, right? We did, like, 18 weeks of drafting. Yeah, that was it was a little excessive. Um, we're going to do it every year, by the way, just to be clear. Uh, Are we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, a, that's an October tradition now, brother, let me tell you. I don't know. Which rules because most of your picks were not time 
They, they, you'd pick them every year, which is even funnier to me. But anyway, Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy, they did a match. Um, Matt Hardy won because, of course, he did because he's the best wrestler ever. Anything cameras, else on that? Cameras were in focus. Um, they were. We're getting our chaos versus HFO 10-man tag. So, I, I mean, that's really all that matters. Um, Hang on a second. This has got to stop. I just put Reese over and he comes in the chat and says, fuck NXT UK. He's right. That that brand funds this show. Okay. That's the that is the the uh the you know the engine behind this vehicle. Okay. No more slander of NXT UK. Leave that to the police only. We do not want to be talking about NXT UK. I don't bring it up. You guys don't have to bring it up. I want to be very, very clear about that. How's Nigel? Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Talking about Roddy Strong matches that he does at 205. Great stuff. Are you confirming that's our story? No, I'm not saying. Come on. Everyone knows the truth, right? Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Holy. Just leave it to the police is what I'm saying. That's what, that's, that's, that's my statement on this, okay? Yeah. You can slander the police. Just don't slander NXT UK. They go hand in hand sometimes. But anyway. Bob's about to leave with that slandering the police stuff, man. <laughs> oh, I love when Bob just gives it the little yep. just dismissive shake of the head. No, He's never going to top the come on, man, reply to you, though. That was an all-timer. <laughs> yeah. My brother pointed out to me, you know on the uh, T-dub we did last night, when one of the guys kept getting drunk, I can't remember who it was, and Bob went, what's he done now? <laughs> My brother was like, he sounded like a parent. <laughs> we're a school teacher tremendous rampage was fun didn't love the main event or the finish actually kind of hated the finish but is this the point episode. of the show where we start talking about 1984 85 jim crockett promotions nwa dallas territory that's that, that's a good that three hours away yet yeah that's okay. good it's a while away yet Fair. the thing is i fully intend to circle back to that and you brought it up because i'm legitimately that popped me okay anything final on rampage for we talk about full gear no. Nope. Oh, come on now. What? Poor Bob. Didn't I don't know how Bob? you guys live with yourselves talking about Bob like this. I would never do such a thing. Okay, moving on to full gear. Um, the first match up here, we're gonna we're gonna go in order as far as what the uh, the the famed Wikipedia offers us. In fact, no, we're not. I'm gonna freestyle that. I'm gonna we'll have to put Granny on a T-shirt, aren't I? Yes. yes. We're gonna start on the buy-in. <laughs> Kairu Shida and Thunder Rose versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Bob, as an expert of the Joshi scene, how excited do you see Shida back on the pay-per-view uh, platform? Yeah, I like Shida. It should be a good match. You know, do you like uh, her as much as Ryo Mizunami? Yeah. What about Yuka Sakazaki? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the funny thing is I legitimately felt bad about that and everyone's giving me shit for it now. Oh, that made yeah. me feel terrible. Hmm? doesn't make me feel bad at all. Fair. He could have been a lot. If I was here for that, that would have been the worst. That would have been yeah. awful. I'd have felt bad afterwards. It would have been terrible. Um, look at this. Look at Reese, man. What the fuck is he pulling after I put him over? This show, this is this is a disgrace. The Grinner Circle has lost this way. I, I have to, I'm sorry to say it's over. After this, I'm going to post my NXT UK graphic officially. Just leave, just leave this whole thing behind. It's that's, a disaster. That's horse shit. Yeah. You're so um, happy right now. 
Oh, it's the best. This is also like our highest feed episode ever, which is hilarious. Um, we, we I yes. think we might have hit fifty at one point briefly. Mm-hmm. And best of all, Oracle of Wrestling is about to enter the ball game because we're talking about full gear, Oracle. Yeah. Anything to say about this buy-in match before we get into the uh, the main first card? Please all, don't. First yes, of all, Ooh, I may have to turn my cam off and go buy full gear here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I have plenty of time to do that, but I haven't done that yet. I hope um, they take your credit card. Hang on, hang on. This is a good point, Oracle. Hang on. Bob, are you buying full gear? Um. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Hold the phone. Bob, are you buying AEW full gear? No, actually, to be honest with you, um, I probably will because I don't know what I'm going to get to watch live other than Hangman and Kenny. So I'd like to go back and just be able to watch it and not have to search for it. So, yes, I probably will. I was about to say the jury is out, but unfortunately... <laughs> Sorry to say that the chat disagrees with that. We have lawyer in all caps here. Your fleet card has been revoked. It was, it well, was honestly still conditional well, 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 at this well, point. Well, anyway. well, Bob, Bob, listen, listen, listen. I was told when I was a young child by my older brothers that when you lie, you go somewhere. You go in the deep, dark depths of hell. This is the speech they give at NXT UK. I was about to say NXT UK. Liars go to hell. I was always told that at a very young age. Liars go to hell. So, okay, let's clear this up, Bob. Do you have a Peacock subscription? I do. Wow, Devin, I, this is an important question for Meech. <laughs> the question is: Will Oracle watch Full Gear if Cody brings his dog? That's a tough one. Pharaoh's well trained, right? Well, we hope. Remember when they remember when they put him on the plane and they said he was an emotional support dog, and people on Twitter got really mad about it. Yeah, well, one that person got really right? mad. What's that? One person got really mad, and yeah, well, but, you know, that one <laughs> person be, was Bob. For the record, let's be clear though. I'm going to watch the show either way. Let's not act like I'm not going to watch it if I don't buy it. I would rather you not watch it if you don't buy it. That'd be a yeah, little... I agree with that. Also, Halloween Kills is on Peacock, apparently, Bob, and I've been asking you to watch that for two weeks, even though I know you're never going to watch it, and it's Halloween is now long gone. <laughs> <laughs> was it... It, it was not Meech. No. <laughs> Who was it? Can someone put it in the private chat so I can pop? And, yeah, Bob can do that. Anything on this buy-in match, Oracle? Uh, Sheeta and Ro- Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose? Um... You know, I think they'll probably get. I, I, I think there's a chance to, you know, they'll get a decent amount of time. They've yeah. been given a lot of buy-in matches time. Um, a lot of the buy-in matches have been women matches because they're, as they're trying to like get like, I think it's like TK like, oh, let's fit two women's matches on the yeah. show on the big shows. I think that's kind of a thing. Um, it hasn't really been brought up as that, but I think that's kind of the idea. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I think it'll be good. Um, Nihilus hit or miss. Um, Thunder's always, you know, Thunder. I, I'd rather call her Rosa. I think it's weird to call her Thunder. It's a weird um, name in that yeah, regard, right? It's hard, it's hard to like, yeah. It's kind I of think like most people you. call her Rosa, but I've definitely heard her called Thunder, which is funny. Yeah. Um, 
but she's you know she's always good. She is always good. Um, oh fuck, what's the tag partner? Is the other one? Jamie Hayo. Yeah, Jamie Hayo. Yuka Sakazaki. She's she's still kind of green to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I haven't been too impressed with her. I feel yeah, bad she, saying that I'm gonna get canceled now, but she she's not. She hasn't blown me away at all. Um, but you know, I, I think I, I think there's time. Um, there's time. She's getting a lot of work. You know, she's getting a lot of matches and exposure. You know, and, and that that helps. So, um, but yeah, you know, I I, th- I think the match will be good. She's interesting, Jamie Hayer, because she has like flashes. Like she'll take yeah. this great bump, and you go, "Holy shit!" And then like some of her offense looks, re- her transitions are really weird and clunky. That, uh, thun- the Thunder Rosa's uh, cross body onto her on the outside. On God, that yeah. was awesome. She did something like that before. She's like a flip bump on the outside yeah. from one of those. She, she is definitely something there. I think. I don't know what it is. I can't my finger in it. Like I really want to be super impressed, and I'm just not yet. Hopefully yeah. this match with some time will, will help in that regard. Um, shoot, this looks like it could be pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. I like everybody in it. Like, I, like, I have not. I want to like clarify. I haven't disliked Jamie Hader, but I like there were I, there was like a thing on Twitter where she was like really good. Yes, and I haven't seen that yet. Um, apparently, she's really good in stardom. Um, I've had. I've been. Uh, I've got mixed reports on that front. Fair. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not debating it. I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. It may not even be her fault. Um, yeah, this should be good. Well, Rosa and Sheeta is an awesome team. Yes, it is. Um, oh, I'm really intrigued. Chat. I'll be bet you guys can continue. Bob, any thoughts on this one? No, not really. I mean, I think it's a good pre-show match. Uh, you know, kind of get everyone going, and uh, I'm I'm glad oh, Sheeta's kind of back in the fold. You know, she was away yeah. for a while, and I like Sheeta. We would like to see Ruby involved somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm really hopeful they're going to announce on on Saturday the, or tomorrow, I should say, that um, Ruby and Chris are going to be like the main event of a TV next week. I really think there's a chance they're going to do that. They've got two pre-tapes behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason why, and I mean this with love, but there's no reason why you can't do one of those dynamites where you start with a big match, you advertise like Hangman's big segment at like the one hour 40 mark, and then you have the main event after that. Where you kind of position it with succeed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would make a lot of sense, frankly. So there's that, right? I'm going to go through this card in an order that I think is like vaguely what will happen. Obviously, I don't know. Um, Tony hasn't spoke to me a day. Going back to your point just for a second, I was kind of uh, I was disappointed that she wasn't on the show Wednesday in Indianapolis. Yeah. I thought that was a mistake. Um, that felt like a show where you could have done two women's matches um, and gotten her on that show. I think she should have been on that show. Great. Rather than um, Wardlow. Yeah. Like, even if she just squashed someone, she should have. Because I'm sure she got it. I'm, I'm assume she was on an elevation. I haven't even... I'm sure they she got a big reaction, um, but they did something quite sentimental with her. You'll see. It. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, in a match, they did. Something. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. There, good. Okay. I, I don't want to know. It's uh, really the, hard to find. Like, well, for one thing, on the iPhone app, fucking search is broken right now. So, like, you can't see the latest tweets. It just shows you in whatever fucking order they want to give them to you. So I can't really? find anything anymore. Um, Holy fuck, man. That's bullshit, man. 
Because I, I mean, I honestly like it's kind of sad, but like it's the truth. You know, when shit's going on, and I don't even mean like our weird bubble wrestling shit. I'm talking about anything. I do a quick Twitter search, and I can find some information pretty quickly, and kind of get a read on what's going on. I can't do that at all right now. Mm. Um, He's hot. The desktop app works fine, which is a big win for Bob. He already started smirking a little bit there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I usually I can find the because you know I like to find the match listings, but I don't want to know spoilers, even though we usually know who wins most of these seashell matches anyway. Good lord, man! Holy shit, Oracle, you good? <laughs> like full Austin there. Um, <laughs> But okay. yeah, that's uh I would assume dark's gonna be pretty long again. Yeah. Um tonight I would assume they taped a lot. They started taping like two hours before Rampage, yeah. so it'll be pretty long. There you go. All I, right. I mean JJ was tweeting some pictures, so we got there was another six woman tag. I, I can't remember those. who it was. I think it was Statlander and Cody says that the the Twitter app search is fixed now with the update. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Maybe I need to go and make sure I have the updated version. That's very valuable information. My prediction for the opener on the main card, we'll start there. The world title eliminator tournament final. (laughs) Ryan Danielson versus Miro. Um, Obviously was not the original plan, but it it speaks to to AEW's depth that Miro was the, (laughs) the backup. That's incredible to me. It's wild. This is a big time match. There's there's a lot of evidence this thing is going to be like match of the night levels. If we're being honest, Miro has been killer as of late. Miro sells so damn great, and he's now got someone that's going to give him some shit to sell. I get the sense. Uh, Brian's arm was worked over a little on on Wednesday. Miro had the the uh, the you know, his leg was taped up when he was with Orange. I think we're going to get something pretty substantial and awesome. I don't think they need fifteen. I think we'll be fine. I think the match is going to be awesome. I think Miro is pretty clearly going to win, to be honest. That's just my read on it. Oracle, what say you? So, before uh, uh, Moxley uh, had to take time off, um, I really kind of expected this to kind of be like a brawl, uh, more of a brawl, maybe even some blood. I don't think we're going to get that here. I think we're going to get a pretty... You know, I think we're going to get a technical match, but also, like, really, like, hard limb work mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of, like, violent strikes and shit like that. Um, basically, the, like, prototypical Danielson match yeah. um, plugged in with Miro, which should be really, really good. Um, I'm kind of 50-50 on who's going to win. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to pick. Like, I... <laughs> My my brain is definitely going with Danielson, and my gut is finally starting to lead to you know lead towards him too. Um, but I would say, I, I I think Danielson's gonna win. Um, but I also think it would make a little bit more sense if Miro won to be the first counter because he's a heel. If if we assume Hangman wins, which I think we all do. Um, regardless, I think you're right. It'll be about 15. Could uh, I honestly think it might go 20 because it's going to be a four hour show, which yeah, is fine. Right. It'll be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Danielson will win. I'm curious to see if he finds another way to win a match. Um, 
I feel like Merrill would be a perfect opponent to 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 win with a small package, for example. Um, yeah. That's that's a that's a finish that I kind of I'm actually going to predict that I think he's going to win with a small package. Um, so yeah, you know, and I think it could work because you know you said Miro's leg was taped up, so I think I think the small package can like effectively be worked into that and say, and the commentary always does a good job, so they could say, I'm getting really into the weeds here, but it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, Excalibur, you know, he can be like, well, you got him in the. And I worked over his leg and I got him in that Tony or whatever. Your announcer voice is incredible. So here's a question for you, Devin. What's up? Does Miro having a leg injury make him more relatable to you for tomorrow night? What'd you say? Miro's Miro having a leg injury, does that make him more relatable for you? Like, does that make you pull for him? Moving on. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I'm really surprised looking at the chat here in the Great Oracle of Wrestling. I kind of think Miro's a lock here. Not a I think Danielson's winning. Because to me, like Miro being in it is like a clue that he's winning it to me. Because they needed the archetype of what Mox was going to be, which is a big bruising, you know, ass kicker to face Hangman. Miro's the like for like replacement. I don't know. My old, my, my initial... I go. I think it's one of those ones I go back and forth on, which actually makes it fun because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But I like. <clears throat> there's something to be said for Hangman's first title defense, also being Danielson's first loss. Um, That's fair. Yeah, and K- Kenny couldn't beat him. Then I, I get that. Yeah. I kind of think I that's. This, I will say this in defense of, of people, and lots are saying that they believe Miro will win. I mean, we know Danielson's selfless, right? Like, he's, we yeah. know he will put anybody over. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit about that. Um, he just wants to have a good match and fucking wrestle. Really, he just wants to fucking wrestle. Um, you know, uh, I think it's a toss up, which makes it fun. Yeah. I could that's definitely what I will see. say is I mean, like, this card, and we all agree, is the best card they've ever produced. I think it's actually pretty obvious. What yeah, makes this card even more interesting is, and we're going to learn this as we go through it match by match, this is their least predictable card. You go back and look at All Out, there was like one match that was like 50-50. This card's got three or four that you kind of go, hmm, I'm not sure. That's one of the, the biggest things that stood out to me when we talk about on the distraction, which is not affiliated with the program you're currently watching. Um, shoot, anything else on this one before I throw it to Bob? Zach's right about Brian making a point of saying he's never beaten Miro was interesting too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, this is a really interesting match. It's going to be awesome. Bob, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I've even just gone back and forth in just the time we've been talking about it right here. Like, you yeah. know, I thought Miro at first, and then there were a lot of good points made by Danielson. Um, you know, I think the thing is with Miro, he's on the best run of his career. Yeah. And I think that's something you want to keep going, but also, there is something to, you know, Hangman being the first person to beat Danielson. So I'm going to go with Miro, I think, just because it was what I thought when I came in. And I don't want to change my mind, but it's toss-up. It's going to be a really good match. And they've really never wrong, run it. That's the truth, yeah. yeah. To be clear, like, as we're kind of debating this a little bit, there's not a result possible where one of these guys wins that any of us going to come on whenever we review the show and be like, fuck that, right? Like, it's Danielson and Miro. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly. just yeah, There's always the possibility that CJ Lana Perry will show up. Well, I think that's a real possibility. Yeah. I really we said that last time too, though. I just want to like. There's really no smooth transition to this, but I want to answer this question before I forget. Um, 
the movie theater, I think I can't recommend enough. Now, I mean, it, I'm sure it's a, one of those things where your mileage is going to vary a little bit because it's going to depend on, you know, what kind of crowd you have in your theater. Um, I think, and I'm really bad about this, so I'm not 100% sure, but I think like the one I go to, it, it's just a lot of the same people every time. And like, I've seen it get a little bit more rowdy each time. And I mean, rowdy in a good way, like, you know, people popping and like, um, when Cole came out the last pay-per-view, like people stood up and were like pumping their fists and yeah, it's an experience, man. I recommend it a lot. Um, it's cheaper than the pay-per-view. I mean, yeah. you know, so I, I can't recommend it enough. Honestly, if you, if you've got one local to you, it, to me, it's a no brainer. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta. I guess you gotta. You know, there's still COVID and stuff like that, but mm. depends Poor on man. how your theater's laid out too. Like, mm. we, uh, I found like the way of the theater. They put it in the same theater every time, like the same actual theater within the theater mm-hmm. or the the cinema if you're British. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was and, definitely necessary. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> The back section, like the very last row, there's a section of three seats because it's it's set up for like the handicap accessible is there on the side. And so, the, but the first two seats in that row are, are open. So that's like my go-to now because we did it last time and nobody got the seat next to us. So we, we didn't have anybody near us. Mm-hmm. And so I got the exact same seats for this one. That's going to be like my go-to spot for this. When, um, when, when, when you say theater, Joe thinks of like Shakespeare and shit. Yeah. So yeah. like... I absolutely thought that shoot was going to see all out and full gear played out on a stage. By what it actually, the way it works is like a gentleman walks out, the curtain comes up, and a gentleman walks out with a television, and he just holds it there the whole time. <laughs> and we just watch the show on stage. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a tremendous experience, but in all like, they seem to be doing what. The interesting thing for me is they they're doing this and. It seems like it's doing well because they keep doing it, but it also hasn't hurt their numbers at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you haven't seen any kind of negative dent in that. Um, I wonder if there's like a way they do that. Like, they get like an estimate too. from them because they do that. I know that here in Britain, you know, when they, they sell the big fights to bars and stuff, they kind of do like a an estimate deal with that. I wonder yeah. if the numbers they report are somewhat touched, but I'm not sure. Of course, they, the, of course, you also the numbers that uh we don't ever get, actually get real official numbers. No, so we just get what Tony tells Dave that day. Um, yeah. Just a quick thing, you know, when Adam Cole came out and you were in the the uh, the cinema. Yes. Did everyone say bye bye when he put his hands up? Some of them did. Yeah. On Not Saturday, everyone. Tomorrow night, will you be saying bye bye when Adam Cole no. comes out? No. <clears throat> so. And Joe, we've talked about this. I think you said you're kind of in the same boat. I am my live professional wrestling viewing when there's like if I go to a show, um, usually consists of me mostly just sitting there like this, yes. even though even though I'm enjoying the hell out of the show. Yes. Um, I'm not really like a you know a chanter or sometimes I'll sometimes I'll cheer. You know, there, there's pops, but you don't like in a movie that? theater. I don't. I kind of just sit there. I don't. Uh, I think I clapped maybe a couple times. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm the other side. I'm very introverted, which mm-hmm. is hilarious considering what I'm doing right now. Um, 
But like I, I talked to Joe about this too. Um, <clears throat> if we were doing this show right now, but I could see everybody in the chat, I would just sit here. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> like this is very overwhelming. I don't like this at all. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on my mood too. Like there's times I'm a little bit more boisterous. Um, mm-hmm. There's that first SCI show I went to. I guess that was night. The riddle match was night two, kicked off night two. You can see me losing my shit on that video. Um, it just depends, but yeah, I don't, I don't chant things in the movie theater. No, Oracle, do you get fired up when you're at a wrestling event, or even in the in the uh, the cinema? <laughs> um, SummerSlam 2006 was a fun experience in the in the cinema. Uh, I've told this story before on here. I just remember when Foley lost the I Quit match. Cause fucking Melina and the fucking guy dressed up in Cactus Jack attire fucking got up and left and he was mad and he left. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a fun experience. I haven't researched if it's here in Knoxville, but I'm gonna end up watching the show by myself. So I'm, I think I'm just gonna order it at home and watch it like a lonely yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I'm sure we'll all show up on here immediately after because we'll be completely stoked. I don't know if um, that's happening or not, honestly. Yeah, we don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna see it, guys. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're calling guys. Just we'll go ahead and tell the chat now. We're calling tomorrow night's possible recap show is is just gonna be open ended. Joe, Joe, and I are very tired just, right now. Yeah, and it's like, look, I'll be honest, with you okay. There is a chance that at the end of a four hour pay per view, if it isn't like a ten and it said it's an eight or a nine, there is a chance that my vibe is really off because I'm tired. And I don't want to do the the off rash thing again, where like, yeah, I come on here and everyone's really excited, and I'm like, all right, well, anyway, <laughs> it was pretty good, right? <laughs> you know, so we'll see if it, if the show ends, it won't end like all, all out, but if it ends in a way where you guys are tweeting us because you're fired up and we're fired up, yeah. you guys know us, we're probably going to go live, yeah. but we don't want to like lock it in. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Anything. Well, you know. Joe and I uh, also, we're both going to be I'll like see my, away, so. I'll see my DM at uh, 1038. Yeah. Factual. Oracle won't just go live on his own. I won't just give him the stream yard and he just comes on here. No, Bob right. pops in and out. Bob's anyway, barely going to watch the show, so. He's oh. a fucking bootlicker. Sorry, Bob. I didn't no, I mean, again, I'm going to I'm gonna try. I do have a couple other things I need to do tomorrow for my other gigs, but, you know. This is, I mean, you know, and I'm not even doing a bit. There's a very real chance that I'm gonna love this show, like it's gonna. I'm gonna consider it an all time show, and yet all I'm gonna want to do is go to bed. Yeah. Because because I've slept four hours a night the last two nights, and I got to work at eight a.m. in the morning tomorrow, and well, then I'm, and then I gotta be up all day for that pay per view. I have to listen. Last night we did this TW thing that you guys probably watched, or some of you did anyway, and we talked for another hour, and Bob's internet cut out. Yeah, he got sick of it and left, which is fair. We legitimately sat here for another three and a half hours planning, like, just the most, like, something that we had no reason to plan to the level of detail we did. And it was only the next day when I thought about what we'd actually achieved. I was like, how did we... And then I remember we watched Kevin Von Eric matches for about 30 minutes of that. Yeah, we watched, like, three Von Eric matches. um, It was outrageous. video quality that was literally, like, a guy recording his TV on his phone. Um, Yeah. Um. All right, let's go about full gear. The last match that was added to the main card 
um, the American Nightmare, Codeman Rhodes, um, and just the to, Brit. Uh, the Brit that's not. This. Hmm? No, I work one Saturday a month. <laughs> if this was a weekly thing, we would not be doing four-hour shows every every Saturday. Um, I work one Saturday a month, and I've only had to do it once since we started doing this, and that's the one that we cut it short and did the two-night grin, which was the worst idea we ever had. <laughs> that second, that second night was fucking. That's the worst show we've ever done. Um, Which one was that? I don't even remember that. Was yeah. I on that? That's when we did the Ole Miss Tennessee commentary. <laughs> yeah, that was the one good part of the show. But there's like, there's a point in that show where Joe just gives up, and he just Captain's. sits there. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, Actually, I don't. The worst show we ever did might be the the live coverage of the. Uh, oh, that uh, was incredible. No, we just both as, gave up. as a bit, that was incredible. The last right, forty five minutes of that show is Joe talking to me and me not listening to him because I'm reading Twitter and refreshing stuff and and not answering his questions. It's it's incredible content. It happens. Um, the Brit that's not good enough for NXT UK pack. Team not Cody Rhodes against Andrade or Idolo and Malachi Black. Weird program kind of pops me. If you don't like it, I get it, but I'm kind of having fun with it, even though the like link between Malachi and Andrade is still weird to me. They were NXT champions, man. Mm-hmm. Like the the thing you got to remember is that that Paul Triple H Levesque is pulling the strings on this. I know you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right, absolutely. Um, as for the match. It feels like Cody will be the the guy that takes the fall here in his ongoing campaign to convince people that he's not selfish. Uh, Pack will probably kick him in the dick beforehand. I think it'll be good. I hope he gets about ten minutes and no more. I'm Oracle. actually. No, go ahead. Right, go ahead, Oracle. You want to go, Oracle? Oh, for the tag? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I I like this feud too. I just think it's like. The the end goal interests me. The long yeah. term interests me here. Yeah. Um. I I don't really know where they're going with this. It, it's which I kind of like. There's there's almost a mystery to it. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not some like lore bullshit. I mean, I know Malachi Black's involved, but it's you know, and I mean, it's not some like you know, hocus pocus shit. It's just it's it's there's there's you know, intrigue to it. Um, yeah. And I also like that they sort of found a way to like get all these guys into a big match, you know, they're important players and, in and, in the promotion and they've found a, a way that makes sense, even though it's kind of out of nowhere, why they would, you know, I mean, it, it yeah. all makes sense why they'd be wrestling one another in this tag, you know, it kind of reminds me of it's, it's a totally different situation. Don't get me wrong. Totally different scenario, but it reminds me of like when WCW would throw like, Particularly in the, in the NWO era, when they had yes, like DDP yes. and Kurt Hennig tag against against uh, Hall and Hall and Savage, yeah, you know, like it's 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 very it's very similar to that. Um, and in some ways, there actually is kind of some parallels to that storyline in this one, but not really. Um, but yeah, like you know, and 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 I like those types of matches because it gets, you know, it's definitely like a, it has an undercard, upper mid card vibe, but it's still an important part of the show. Yep. Um, you know, it gives, it gives them something to do. It, it, it adds, you know, an interesting layer to the show. It's an interesting storyline. Um, but ultimately I'm really interested to see, God, I've used interested so many times people, 
I mean, a fucking English professor would be livid at that um, if this is a paper. Um, but <clears throat> so would a public speaking professor, too. Uh, anyways, uh, as I uh, openly criticized my uh, talking point. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is just a really interesting match. I'm I'm uh, I'm wondering where this. You know, Pinnacle, hmm. Andrade, Black Alliance is leading to. I mean, is it is it like, are we getting like, you know, we talked about this last week. Is is MJF, Spears, and and Wardlow, are they separate now? Are they? I mean, they're obviously still affiliated with FTR and Tully, but I mean, where's the you know? And it's fine that we don't have the answers yet. You know, it's it's long term stuff. I, I think. You know, TK's proven that he's he's a smart enough guy to where you know there'll be some answers to this stuff. Um, it, but it, it's, I'm 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 excited to see where it goes for sure. Yeah, it definitely feels like if it wasn't clear before, the visual they gave you on Wednesday of the lights coming up and those four standing next to each other, this does yeah. not feel like something that's going away. And I, I think when we get to the FTR match, I think we can kind of circle back and ponder how that result will affect this. And I think there's, there's a lot going on there that's worth talking about. Um, we'll get there. But for, as for the match, shoot, what are you thinking? I'm pretty excited about it. I like I said this recently. I like Cody's won me back over, um, mm-hmm. and I like I've been very honest. Like some of the Cody stuff is exaggerated. I'm doing a bit, but I actually do like Cody. Um, and there was a stretch there where he was close to unwatchable and didn't fit in the show at all. And I think that's turned around within the last, co- you know, the last couple months. Um, I really like this story. I, 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 the, I, part of why I like it is I don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's so many ways this could go. Um, like Pac turning on Cody is an interesting one because where do you go from there? Um, you should just run that program. That's that's basically what Kern Hennig did to DDP, right? Before he even joined the Horsemen. That compared Oracle, I can't. This is tremendous because I, I promise this is the truth. Yeah. When you were talking, I was like, the only comparison that really works is one of those like weird like mid to late nineties WCW. Yeah, Great American Bash ninety seven. Yeah. And when as soon as you said it, I was like, that's the exact way. That's I'm perfect. Pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Great American Bash ninety seven. Could be Bash of the Beach. I, I think it's Great American yeah. Bash. I think. No, it's Bash the Beach. Sorry, because Great American Bash was Savage and DDP main event. Continue on. Sorry. I'm glad you said that because Bob was getting ready to correct you on that, and that would have been embarrassing for you. You would have. Um, like, it's... I. Yeah, I, it's all very interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. And again, that's that's kind of a theme of this show. Um, Babyface Pac is weird. I agree with that. Is that a factor here? He's... Does, Frankly, if you look at the roster depth chart, and before I go any further, I want to stress, because I wasn't around when this happened, any wrestling conversation that is affected by John Moxley's absence, we are all fully aware, is nowhere near as important as John Moxley. Yeah. Know, yeah. We, we, we love that dude. When I talk about his stuff, that isn't me trying to, you know. But what I will say is, it felt like Mox was turning heel, right? Yeah. Mox isn't going to be around. More Now more than ever, they're babyface heavy to me. Now, you could say, well, maybe CM Punk's turned heel, maybe King's turned heel, I don't know. Pack feels like a natural because he's not even really a babyface. He's just kind of like middle. The problem with that is 
The crowd's probably going to cheer back over Cody, which, like, may work because Cody kind of wants to do this weird, like, Shades of Grey shit anyway, you know? Pecton yeah. on Cody kind of feels like... It kind of feels like inevitable the more you talk it out, you know? Yeah, the interesting thing there is then, like... What does that do with that triangle? Oh, like, fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot of elements at play here, which makes it all interesting. I could see a bunch of stuff happening. Um, Cody turns on Pac and is the leader of this group. <laughs> well, what, what's what's so good about this is that it, it, it not only gives depth for, like, there's not only depth to the roster, but there's depth to the... To the storytelling and the and the variety and the like depth of what you can do in yeah. the show here, which is which is part of the reason why I like. I know that's kind of a abstract thing to say, but I, I think it's 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 you know it's not just depth and and the actual roster. There's depth. I agree. Behind. Yeah, like yeah, it doesn't fit, and this is partly because it's a newer promotion. But like AEW's playbook doesn't feel set in stone, does it? No. So like. If you're watching stuff on the other channel, so to speak, because of just how long they've done their TV that way, you feel like you know where everything's headed. Like, okay, I know what the end game is. This is a great example of where AEW kind of has you kind of unsure of what they're planning. And, like, I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't know if there's actually any, like, grand plan at all. And there's something with FTR's inclusion. But as far as Cody, Cody just – I think they want Cody on the pay-per-view. Um, it's really – I have to say, quickly, you know, while we're, while we're just talking here, Dex Harwood had a, a quote, and I, I can't remember which interview it was. He did a couple, him and Cash did, where he talks about Tony Khan as a booker and, like, he was like, you know, he's a wrestling genius. And there was some people that dunked, and obviously. And I, genius in wrestling is, yeah. like, you could kind of scoff at any wrestling genius, couldn't you, if we're being honest with each other. Mm, yeah. But, like, I've been talking about this a lot on the distraction, which is not affiliated with Late Night Grin, like, a lot. I do think there are a lot of people that don't fully appreciate how good a job he's done as head booker over the last now two years. Yeah. It yeah. will not last forever because that's not how booking works in professional wrestling. Evidence has shown us that for ever, eternity. But I think, you know, an Oracle kind of touched it with the, the range of, of ideas and characters and stories. He's done, a, he's done a damn good job, man. And this show is kind of a thing. To, I don't have anyone on stage anything to that, but it came to my mind. He's got Chris Zellner's tweets really nailed it for me. Um, and you want to talk about a guy who knows this shit. And I don't know Chris. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've seen him at SCI, but I don't think I've ever actually talked to him. Um, Chris is but, a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Very, very knowledgeable. Yeah. But yeah, it's this is the first ever national wrestling promotion that is booked for wrestling fans exclusively by a wrestling fan. And that's the thing that I don't like Tony Khan. I don't even know the right way to put it. Like, you know, it's kind of a bit on here, but like, there's a thing you do Oracle where you just start talking about wrestling and you go in like 20 different tangents and, and like your, your knowledge of things and the things you remember and when they were and like, that's Tony Khan except 10 times more. So, you know, and I don't mean that as an insult to you. I think sure. you know that, but like, sure. The dude's insane. Like he's, he just lives and breathes professional wrestling, and he's got this knowledge of so many different styles of wrestling. He's melded all the things that he likes together. Um, he's been, and look, you can say this means whatever you want it to mean. 
and I don't want to over-exaggerate importance, but he's been writing wrestling TV shows for 25 years before he ever started this promotion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's we haven't seen anyone like this you know running a wrestling like, promotion before, literally. You know, like, I know this is, you, you will get this comparison, and I get it, politics aside, whatever. He's similar to, but even more so, than Mike Leach in football, right? Like, Mike Leach was just a... Like a like like a fan and a stats nerd, yeah. You know, okay. And 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 look at this, you know, look at this, you know, the uh, the success he's had in the last twenty five years in football. See, like, yeah, key. he said this. That let me put Josh's comment on the screen here. If my mouse starts working, this is something that he's always said. Is he has a five year plan? I think he means business more than creative. Yeah, he has like targets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're ahead of schedule though. He's made that very clear, and I don't think he's just saying that. So. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very possible. That's true, Zach. But I do like I don't want to get bogged down in this, and I don't want to do like this weird like concern thing. But no. I think there is a real chance he's going to burn out at some point. Yes, um, let's say that. Yes, and almost more importantly than that, right now he's still in a situation where he sees himself in the people that fill the arenas. Yeah, inevitably because he's a human. The more success he has as a booker, the more that he'll think he's a step ahead of the game, yeah. which naturally creates this conflict where you're kind of you overthink at times. You know, uh, uh, a good comparison of a booker overstaying their welcome. I mean, of course, Dusty did for sure. Yeah. Um, but Dusty always had his flaws. Is you know Kevin Sullivan at WCW. Perfect. You know, during the you know during the height of the Monday Night Wars. Um, I mean, it just, you know, obviously, I mean, he had to deal with so much politicking anyways, you know, as the booker. I mean, but he, he, you know, it was just like over time, you just, you know, you get tired of it. You get, I think there was a complacency there. And I think obviously the way, you know, the way Sullivan books and thinks, he definitely did overthink a lot of things. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, and of course it led to Kevin Nash and, and stuff like that, which God forbid, you know, Something like that happens, but I don't think there's a wrestler quite like Nash. Um, that's Nash. there. Maybe there is. Well, there might be one or two, but yeah, maybe maybe not to the capacity. Um, but it'll be interesting down the road. You know, we're 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 still, you know, probably a few years from that. For yeah. sure. Um, it's yeah. it's just when you know this better than any of this article. Like, it is worth adding some perspective to the idea that like if you look at most of the critical kind of peaks. And artistic hires in wrestling history like great booking runs on traditionally stuff that lasts like a decade you know you know, a handful of years and like and that doesn't listen this does not mean aw's headed to some sort of like brick wall I yeah don't know how we're not saying that yeah mm. but like the important i guess what i'm getting across is we've got a long time about a national promotion that isn't wwe and I need everyone that's younger or it's my age, but like hasn't watched as much as I because I'm a fucking dog. Vince McMahon is a, is not like a normal case in many ways. The main one being that like he he wasn't the booker for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you know, Tony Khan is like Tony Khan's <laughs> doing to, everything. Yes, yeah, like that's what I'm getting at. And if you look at the national promotion, not even national, you look at the big time successful promotions before 2001. History will teach you that like dudes just you know there's a cycle. That doesn't mean Tony can't then eventually just say, okay, you take the book for a little bit or whatever he's going to do. It's just, it's an interesting topic and it will cover it when it happens. Actually, no, we won't. We'll just stop doing the show. Um, yeah, if AW <laughs> ever gets bad, then we're, yeah. 
Yeah. So. And, um, yeah. yeah, Dave, that was uh, a. In all seriousness, this was this was uh, Joe and I talking all. What's the timeline on that spring? Um, yep. Spring mm-hmm. into early summer, and that's kind. That was kind of the birth of what all this is now. Because Joe, Joe and I basically spent what two, three months talking about like how this was going to be an all-time run and kind of predicting what things were going to happen. We never and, could have known that, man. You know, right? we yeah. could have never have known how right. great it would have been. We we nailed some of it, but yes, we did. Like that July when they first came back, we were absolutely correct. But when the Brian and Punk news broke, even you and I were like, "Fuck, man, that's incredible." I remember that day very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great day. That was that uh, was a, that was during Dynamite. Where uh, Kelsey Haynes, uh, yeah, it was this. I think it was like an hour before Dynamite, just before, yeah, because we were on the. I remember I was in the air with Jeremy. Um, I tweeted I won and Joe and Pop Joe, and that became that's become like a whole uh, that's kind of the birth of this whole platform. I mean, the Patreon existed before, but the grin, yeah, that's kind of how the grin was born, you know. Look, it's worth saying that we have this conversation partly because. And I, I actually think it's important and people may think I'm being a little bit like dark saying it, but like try to uh, try your best to like enjoy these moments, yeah. you know, not because they're going away next week, not because they're going away next year, but because I don't want anyone that watches this whole shit, you know, with us and enjoys these shows to eventually when the cycle ends and stuff changes and pro wrestling hits its next chapter to be like, fuck, I wish I enjoyed it more when, Hangman got that title win. I wish I enjoyed it more when King was getting in Punk's face. Let me tell you, folks, I'm not an expert on pro wrestling. I don't know nearly as much as some of the gentlemen on this show, especially the Rock of Wrestling. But, like, this is some pretty great shit that's happening right now. Mm. That's the one, like, I don't pretend that I'm the most knowledgeable person of the four of us or anything like that, but I've certainly... I, 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 would, I think it's fair to say, Oracle, you've probably seen more wrestling than me. Um... I'm probably second on that list, though, I think. Um, but I've been a fan longer than anybody here because I've been a fan longer than, than any of you guys were even alive. <laughs> so um, this is legitimately the most fun I've ever had watching professional wrestling. Now, there's context to that because I don't really remember how I felt watching wrestling when I was a kid, so I can't compare it to that. But, like, and there was things... The Attitude Era is a different vibe because I that was like me and my buddies would get together in person. And so that's a very different thing than what I'm doing now. But just actually watching professional wrestling, I haven't experienced anything like this in a like probably ever. And it certainly helps that we went through that down period. Like we're legitimately, I've said it before, and I, I, I mean, I can't say for sure. I don't know. But I really think that if AEW didn't come into existence, I probably wouldn't be watching wrestling anymore. Um, the that that may I may be wrong about that, but that's really the vibe I get. Yeah, like I was very. I hadn't quit watching WWE before AEW came around, but I I would definitely remember like the the build to, which I guess the build to Becky's to the main event of Mania was after AEW had been announced. Yeah. Yes, but that was like. Because I, I went to that Rumble, and that felt like an all-time moment to me. And that I mean, sure, I mean that's because it was live. It wasn't actually an all-time moment. But mm. in the moment, especially because it was, you know, it's a woman in that spot, and she felt like the biggest star in the world that night. Um, 
And then they just fucked it up, man. <laughs> and it was like they, you know, jammed Charlotte into the mix and they changed their mind a million times. And because I remember the the Rousey Becky thing the night after, which they nailed that too. That was a big segment, yeah. Yeah. And I was I was flying home at the time. I was in the air and I literally like found it on YouTube that you know, because sometimes they get that shit up really fast. Um I was like watching that on the plane and losing my shit. Um, but yeah, it's just like this. And again, the first year of AEW, I really liked, but it was nothing like this. Um, it becomes really glaring. Like we're getting now to where, you know, you're starting to see those people tweet, like, this is what they did two years ago at this time. And you see like the match graphics and you're like, holy fuck. Like, is this even the same product? Like some of the stuff they were putting back on TV back then, um, Again, I've only got one episode of Dynamite that I genuinely disliked, and that's that last one before Tony took control um, when they did the Dark Order beatdown when nobody cared about the Dark Order. Um, I will say this. Um, the only time I've ever been like... And see, the thing is, is like I, I think y'all are probably more excited about it than, than I am. And and this is not me like bearing anything. Yeah. It's, like, hasn't, this is the, it's just like... I'm definitely into it, but like... I'm such a football addict and this is not to like piss Joe off or anything, but like I have so many different obsessions that like when, when I shoot said, fuck this. Um, but like I, I have, I have so many different obsessions. Like when football season, I'll like watch like old football games as like my free time. Like, so like football season, it's hard for me to like, like I kind of veer off into that. Like I'm still keeping up wrestling and watching it largely, but like, I, I have like a, a selection of like five or six obsessions that I sort of have inner turmoil with the whole year. So like, it, it's kind of, I don't know, like that's just the way I, that's the way my mind works. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oh, okay, here I go. Joe will love this. Objectively. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like the uh, um, definitely one of the better periods of wrestling that I can remember in the 22 years almost of being a fan. Um, the only time that I ever have been, you know, I will say I was the most excited I've been maybe ever when Punk and Brian were announced and through the end of the summer and all the way through Arthur Ashe and stuff. I was, yeah. I mean, I was just going crazy. Football, you yeah. know, football season picked up, whatever. Um, but when the footage explosion happened in the late 2000s, um, and what I mean by that is when the old footage of the 70s and 80s and 90s came out and Daily Motion and YouTube were the Wild Wild West and the message boards, like Smart Choice was doing the WCW Top 100 poll and you could like look up and say, hmm, Barry Windham versus Lord Steven Regal from Worldwide 93. Holy shit. This match is 16 minutes and it's on Daily Motion. I remember watching this match on a on a Phil Snyder comp 20 years ago, you know, or what? Or probably been, probably would have been 10 years ago, but because it was fucking 12 years ago now, um, you know. And so that was it was a very unique time. The DVD VR 80s sets, like it had nothing to do with modern wrestling, um, right. but it was just that footage explosion was so unique and so incredible. Cause it was like, Oh my God, look at all this stuff we have our hands on now. And, you know, not only was it like, it, it, it was, it was finally, you know, that mountain had been crossed from the tape trading 
days to like the stream. And so that was a, I lived that. That was like the first period of like, that's one of, that's, I actually saw that firsthand. And let me tell you, it was fucking insane, man. Like Mm -hmm. that shit was nuts. Like, you know, I mean, and just like y'all mentioned with the Kevin Von Eric stuff, I remember going to visit Dylan in the summer of 09 and, he had a hundred, you know, the top one hundred and seventy, top one, the top one hundred seventy-five matches of world class. My God, including yeah, all the feuds and storylines, and all this shit. Um, not to mention like the top one seventy-five New Japan, top one fifty Memphis. Um, I have several of these. Of course, the top one hundred Lucha came out. Top top one fifty AWA. I mean, all this stuff was just. I mean, there there was nothing like it. Like this is about the closest that it's gotten to that. Like, and it's finally something within modern wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like that was a totally different situation because that was for the history nerds and and analytic nerds like myself who just fucking lost their minds for that footage, you know, uh, for that footage explosion. But um, do you not think that's a big part of? Because I can speak. I know for myself it is. A big part of AEW's appeal for me is, as much as they do like the nostalgia and stuff, it's the sense of like, oh man, finally stuff's happening again in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. there's, there's things that are happening that we're going to be talking about, you know, in 10, 20 years, however which way it goes, man, whatever happened. Rather than like just this just, just cycle of just repeating itself, like there was no interesting stories for yeah. a while there. Yeah. You, like, like even this, like for example, this Kyle O'Reilly thing. Yeah. If I'm being a hundred, like I, I don't think I, I'm not really not that big of a fan. Yeah, maybe. Um, He's fine. And but yeah, like this whole thing pops me. Like the idea of him showing up is awesome. Um, it, it kind of is a an ode to those times, right now. For for me, those times are stuff that like is so exciting because I've never experienced it. Yeah. You know, but it's so equally exciting if he was there for like just this sense that there's energy and there's life back in the industry in America. That is, you know. I st- like I I say I've said it multiple times that I really I we've never seen anybody like Tony Khan before in wrestling. I legitimately believe that. Mm-hmm. Like he instead of like trying to create a successful I mean he is trying like I, I there's I don't know how to word this correctly, but he's just trying to put on a good wrestling show and he thinks that's going to make him money. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, okay, how can I book this wrestling show to make me money? It's okay, how can I book this great wrestling show? And then that's then the money's going to work itself out. He truly believes that, and he's been proven pretty correct, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, there's this obsession with... All the thrills. What's that? I've just... This has been a really good show, and I just realized we still have seven matches to cover. This world. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what we do. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I'm really glad that we have a wrestling promotion that isn't worried about this mythical casual fan that does not exist. Mm-hmm. Just do a good wrestling show, man. And yeah, like they're not seeing the gains that people want to. You know, I, people think they're gonna fucking. Joe, you've talked about this so many times that one day we're gonna wake up and they're gonna be oh, doing nice. 1.8 million one week, and it's like that's <laughs> not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, I think we'd all like to hope, and I, again, we've talked about this a million times. We don't really care, but they deserve it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I hope a year from now they're doing 1.2 consistently million. Is that possible? I don't know. Probably yeah. I'd lean more towards no than yes, but just yeah. keep well, doing a good professional wrestling show, man. And we've talked about it. Well, we've talked about it before even on here. Like, they're not doing anything really revolutionary either. They're just, you know, putting out good stuff every week. That's the, yeah, and that's what's re- that's revolutionary now. Yeah, exactly. They're not like trying to reinvent well, the wheel or anything. And you know, even it's like, been a while. well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even something like you know, Joe, we talked about this a little bit. The end of the uh, the Dax match on Dynamite, where he tapped right away. Like, I don't think you'd see that elsewhere. And that's right. just a little thing where that could be, you know, Dax. It could be, you know, Tony kind of getting in there and saying that makes sense. But it's just not something you'd see. Anywhere you else, because I hadn't even noticed that until you tweeted it, Bob. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, so, Holy shit! Huge announcement! Up. Huge announcement! Oh. Huge announcement! Yes. Knoxville Police Chief announces retirement. I wonder why. Oh no, is that because failure, that because failure, failure to discover <laughs> my enemies? Yeah. Would you guys say that it's an indictment of NXT on USA Network that? The match that Ben's talking about here, Red Dragon versus FTR, was booked on national television. And over the last week, it's got like dream match hype on Twitter. Yeah. They wrestled for 20 minutes on national television only about two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I also I believe that was on it. the first show yeah. that, uh, yeah, because we talked to that was on the very first show that NXT beat Dynamite. Was mm-hmm. th- that match was on there. Um, and so, of course, TK is going to book that to pop himself. Just funny. It just it tells you everything. I do want to give a quick shout to the Chicago Bulls who after one quarter tonight calls Bob to tweet like as though they'd won the championship. They lost by only 30 points tonight. So they yeah, that didn't go well. Well, while we're talking about this for a moment, I find it very hilarious that... Um, I know where you're going with this. Joe and I were talking for, for <laughs> yes. seven hours yesterday, and at one stretch during this, the, the, the Raptors came back and beat the Sixers, <laughs> and neither of us even noticed or said a word about it. When I came on, I knew, the, and I was going to bring it up, and then by the time we went off on such a like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even yeah. press one. There you go. Like I looked, yeah. I opened the ESPN app, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't even know they were playing the Sixers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I'm like, yeah. I'm I love the Raptors, but that's kind of how I follow basketball. I'm not like an obsessive basketball yeah. fan. Um, but yeah, they're they're not too bad. I saw a I saw a thing on ESPN today calling them the favorites in the Atlantic Division. Wow! Oh yeah, I didn't see that coming. ESPN can't trust them. Anyway, yeah, that's fair. Let's move on. Let's, let's pick a singles match here. Let's go with a match that I actually think, and from what I've seen, this is a little bit of a hot take, but I think you guys probably share it. And actually, I think it's got a really good build. Darby Allen, MJF. They've, done, they've created a really nice dynamic here where I'm not sure whether the finish is going to be Darby sticking to his guns and doing something crazy, not because MJF's in his head, but because that's his, that's what he does. Or, alternatively, Darby surprising MJF by beating him with a wrestling hold, you know, catching him with a roll-up when MJF expects him to do something crazy. MJF, I, I honestly think, has been great in this program. Yeah. I think he's steadied the ship completely. It's a fascinating one in terms of result because both guys lost to older guys on the last pay view. No shame in that, but that's where it was. And I agree with Matthew. I I actually share that take that it's a dark horse match for a match of the night. I wouldn't yeah. pick it, but I, I agree with that dark horse phrasing because there's a dynamic here and a story to be told and a Styles clash that I think is kind of money, to be honest. 
would yeah. not surprise me if we eventually see this for the AEW world title. But for now, Bob, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is a dark horse for match of the night. Like, again, the build has been good. You know, I don't have the strongest, you know, uh, opinions on either guy you know for various reasons but like i think in ring they're both very good and you know you uh you get them in there and it's gonna be good um as far as picking a winner like again like i don't want to keep being like oh it's hard to pick a winner but we, we can all agree it's hard on this show but you know it's going to be interesting kind of like you said to see which way they go because yeah. there's a lot of paths you could take here absolutely and also wardlow looming mm -hmm. yeah I personally have the belief, I mentioned on the distraction, which is an affiliate with this show, that the actual, I picked MJF in the end because I think they'll blow the few, they'll finish the few with Sting and Derby beating MJF and, you know, Wardlaw Spears, and that'll be the way of beginning the babyface win. That was my instinct. I don't know, Shoot, what do you think? I agree with you completely because I don't think they're going to beat MJF again. Um, and that doing in the tag match is the perfect way to blow it off. Um, it's, so... My feelings on MJF, I think he's, I still think he's overrated as a promo, but I want to be very careful with that wording because I think he's, I think he's, when he's not doing lowest common denominator shit, I think he's really good, but I still think he's a little over. But the point I'm trying to make is that he's underrated as a wrestler. I think he's better in the ring than he gets credit for. That was really kind of the point I was trying to make because I think people, people focus too much on his promos. Um, he's actually pretty damn good in ring guy. Um, I think this match is going to be really good. Um, I'm actually still really high on both guys. MJF I've went through ups and downs on, but like I, th I still think his ceiling's incredible. Um, may maybe as high as anyone in the promotion. I, I genuinely believe that. Um, I, I, I can't see MJF losing. They've protected him so much. Um, and it's like, I mean... We overrate that anyway. Either one of them could lose and be fine, but I think Darby would be more fine. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you can go back and you do the tag match and you have them win that, and then MJF doesn't take the fall. Um, the Wardlow thing is interesting. Um, I love Wardlow as what he is. I worry about what Wardlow is when you try to branch him out into to, to bigger things. Um, I hope I'm wrong about that because I really like the guy. Um, but part of me wonders if he's just not in the perfect role for him right now, um, which is yeah. just squashing guys and being a heavy and, um, and then, you know, when they, when they actually try to branch him out into a more substantial role, he's going to seem out of his depth. Um, again, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, cause I definitely think that's coming. Um, yeah, I, again, this could go either way. My gut is MJF wins. Um, Am I wrong that they didn't even mention this at all on these this week? They, so when Wardlow did his squash, the commentary team was like, MJF didn't, like, he's not showing up to okay. Dynamite this week. He's, I missed that. Yeah, that's... Time out, they got physical, right? And Darby yeah. kind of, yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't even a complaint. I was just, I got was curious. Um, they did a little video package for the main event as well. Um, yeah. I will say that we, so we both picked MJF Norik on your in a minute, but. I hope the finish is smart and does something that protects Derby purely because the only guys that should be getting the beat the way that Pillman Jr. did is guys of Pillman Jr.'s caliber with all due respect to him. Now, I'm not saying Derby is going to tap out to sort the earth. What I'm saying is 
you always have to be a little bit careful with a heel that can talk as good as MJF. <clears throat> the balance between protecting his heat and not beating him like a drum, but also not making the babyface look like dumb. You like you got to be careful with that. That's just that is fair because if MJF loses, he can talk his way out of it in one promo. Exactly, and and I actually like how much they're protecting MJF because there's heat in that. Yeah, but like you do have to be a little bit careful because he just rips through a bit on the microphone. If he just beats him, you know it's. I love like him he, being able to say he's never been beat clean, even though he's yeah. been beat a few times. But he he technically is right, but it's still in like a way that makes him seem like a dick. Because like, for example, he he says Moxley cheated, and technically he's right. But you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you don't actually care because all Moxley did was hit his mu- move that was banned. Um, and Jericho didn't, re- you know. Again, he's going to say he won that match, but you know, technically he's lying. He's wrong, but. He has a valid, like both times he has a correct case. And that's like, so if Darby beats him, I would probably do the same thing. Some, some way there's where it doesn't make Darby look bad, but MJF can talk his way out of it really easily. Yeah. Yeah, As long as it isn't just as simple as MJF outsmarting Darby after telling you he's going to do that for a month. I'm cool. Yeah. That's just, you've done an extra layer to it. I'm good. Oracle, where are you at on this one? You picked Darby really high in our fame draft. You've been less high on MJF. (laughs) Slight understatement. Where are you on this match? Yeah, um, I, I I agree. I mean, the feud's been excellent. Um, I've had my thoughts on the first segment. Whatever we we yeah, all know that now. Um, <laughs> but as Joe said, you know they've 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 righted the ship. MJF has righted the ship. You know himself even. Um, great angles, great great story, great segments. Um, make you know makes you want to see the match. I don't love MJF in the ring. Um, whereas I think Darby is tremendous. Um, but I still think it will be a good match at minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of think MJF will win this. Um, they're obviously very high on Darby, but I think I don't want to get caught up in all the who needs when more or the other because they do so good. You know, they do such a good job of of protecting everybody. But I feel like MJF probably needs it a little bit more. That's I didn't know that. Did you see that stat I put up on the screen there for a second? Let me put it back up. MGF's only won once in the last five pay per views. Oh wow! Didn't even know that because he's been in like multi man and stuff, so you don't notice as much. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's probably why it feels that way. Yeah. Um, just almost you know subconsciously, not even really thinking about the stats. There, it's a good stat though. Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like he needs to win. Uh. I like the idea presented of uh, Sting and Darby beating them in a tag match. I think it would probably go like Wardlow just leaves MJF to get fucking double teamed, and then Darby mm. pins MJF, and we get the eventual MJF Wardlow split. Because I think they've planted the seeds, and they're and they're clearly like moving towards that. I think we'll probably get that at uh, probably at Revolution uh, would be my guess. They've been planting uh, those seeds for a long time mm-hmm. though, so I wouldn't. I think you're probably right, but it wouldn't shock me if they just keep doing it either. I I could see it. I think that'll definitely be the first match will definitely be a double or nothing at the latest. Yeah. Um, Which is the Spears element's an interesting one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's really good in this. Like I know it's a bit, but Spears is really good in this role. They've got him in. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued, but again, it's another case of it, man. Like this, this card is not only stacked; it's really intriguing from a kind of, or you know, different scenarios and just playing around with the book. And it's, it's pretty fascinating. And I do want to quickly point out who was it who said it? Um, 
Chris Hill, very common perspective that he thinks MJF's going to win because Big Juan thinks that MJF's next up in terms of the belt. He's going to eventually beat Hangman. I could see it. I have to say, guys, I really think CM Punk's getting that belt after Hangman. Yeah, I could and see that. Yeah, it's. I almost think when you look at how much like hype they've managed to capture with Punk and King after like two weeks of build, it would seem almost insane to not keep Punk in like major programs from this point forward, wouldn't it? Right. Like, I think he has to get to the belt eventually. Now that doesn't mean like MJF. The whole point of MJF is the youth and so like you've got time. I personally think the way that Punk and we'll we'll get into this match shortly, but I personally think the way that Punk is painting this current picture, like we're going to get CM Punk as the heel champ. I really believe that in my heart, but we'll we'll get there. Um, this, yeah, yes. we're going. But Dave, this is this is like the end of a uh, chapter one of AEW. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like this is, I think this is a big shift. This show. I don't want to overhype that because you know I I I don't mean like we're going to get to. I think I basically how I think it's going to happen is this is kind of the end of the big hangman Omega arc for now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think we're going to get, I don't want to say a lull because AW doesn't do lulls, but like the next big thing is the moving to TBS. Um, Cause Tony's already hinted at like the show's probably going to look a little different. So I think they're kind of, I think that's kind of like the new chapters when they move to TBS um, and that's not to say they're not going to do anything for the next six weeks. I don't believe that. They're going to do Winter is Coming, I'm sure. Um, but I do think like the next big moment after this is the TBS. That first TBS Dynamite is going to feel like a big deal. They're going to probably stack that thing. Um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested because I do actually. Hmm. It is about time for the shows to start looking a little different. I was actually thinking about that recently. Um, even like the, gra- I mean, they've made slight changes to the graphics. They've kind of upgraded them over time, but like, I would kind of like to see them totally, you know, change it up. I think the arena, li- I, I, I think the arena lighting is too similar to the fed. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah. I, at least in terms of the crowd lighting, I, I don't, I don't, you know, well, I th- I don't care for it. Quickly on this MJF CM Punk thing. I think it's, pretty clear that's why Wardlow was penciled in for Punk at one point. Um, I assume you'll still get it. I think Punk's pretty open to changing things, though. So do you think, do you think we're going to get Punk and Kenta? Not really. Really? Okay. I mean, I, I honestly don't know if I how I feel about it. I kind of think it's going to happen. Um, like a Tokyo Dome? What's that? Do you think a Tokyo Dome or like an AEW? <sighs> Good question. <laughs> Where is it's, it a bigger match in America, right? It's a bigger match in America, yeah. Um, hey, put, I mean, it's a big deal up. over there too, because um, Punk, but Punk's done Japan before, right? I mean, not New Japan, but he's been he's a, to Japan. He's a really like he's a strange fit to me in Japan. I, I don't know. I can't explain. Oracle, maybe, maybe I'm like to me, he's very much like a U.S. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, maybe yeah. That the one and there's people bring up a good point in the chat too is I mean Punk's winning that match, so that's another interesting because Kenta's yeah. champion, he's the US champion, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not even gonna happen. I think it'd be really interesting though. Um I really liked Kenta in his last little I've I mean I've loved Kenta's like the first Japanese wrestler that I loved. 
and I didn't even see him that much. Like I would watch YouTube video packages of him. I remember talking to JJ about Kenta all the time, and then they fucking WWE got him, and I lost my shit. And then it was just you know it was yeah. what it was. But yeah, it's uh, there. Are, people will never get how much like what his reputation was. Like he's um, he's my fa- and look. I, this is a very I want to be clear that this is not an informed statement when I make this statement, but he's my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Now I know. I haven't seen a lot of the guys who probably should be in that list. So, um, but he, I mean, my personal favorite Japanese wrestler of all time, he's, he's him. He's, Nakamura's he's up there too, but. He's still very good, but when he was in his prime, like the match he had with Key, Oracle, him and Loki at whatever final battle, whenever. Mm-hmm. I've seen that actually. I've actually yeah. seen that too. Those dudes were just dynamite, wasn't they? Their offense was, yeah. was unlike anything okay. you'll ever see. It was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, man, when I was in in middle and high school, I mean, he was just—he was one of these guys that had like this aura and this mystique, you know. I mean, it was just—it was—it was something special. Um, yeah. As 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 an aside, uh, I think my favorite Japanese wrestlers of all time—I can't decide—are probably the Japanese journeymen, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Genesiro uh, Tenru, or I don't even know how to say Tenru's first name. I apologize for my poor Japanese attempt, um, but uh, those those are probably my favorites. Um, Is this a quick thing we're doing? We're gonna do a roundtable favorite Japanese wrestlers. Um, I disagree with. I was like, I don't want. I don't want to take a shot at David, but I don't think we're ever gonna see Danielson in the G one. I'm not so sure. Schedule's crazy, man. Yeah, he's, he's got kids, man. Like he's Schedule's not going crazy. to Japan for months. I just yeah, don't see crazy. it. Um, my I think- favorite. Go ahead. Good. Because the G one's been talk, coming up in the chat, and again, like I, it, we, it, there's a weird dynamic with the chat, and I always want to be careful because, like, we have this platform where we can just kind of talk, and they're just typing, and I don't want to feel like we're bullying them. <laughs> I don't. I don't think a lot of these guys want to wrestle in the G one. Like, I think there's this thing. Like, everyone they think people think everyone wants to go do the G one. G one's fucking hard, man. Mm. Like, when when the world is back to normal. You'll get one AEW guy in the G1 every year. Yeah, but I don't know that it'll be a major guy either because that's risky. No, it was the same way like Ring of Honor would always send one, but because of the way the AEW's roster is, they can go a lot lower on that totem pool without like, like you could get Dante Martin would be an interesting one. He's, but I agree, he's the best of Super Juniors. Yeah, he would do Super Juniors. Um, Fuck, I'm trying to think of a good, good example. I'm trying to think of a guy that's got like the right the right kind of place on the card where you could let him leave TV for a month, you know? Ricky Starks. Although I don't know he's the right fit there, but... Starks would probably be a junior too, though. Yeah, that's true. Or Trent was a junior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can make exceptions, but, like, you know, it's got to be a pretty... Anyway, I think you'll get one every year because, like, like Miro... Hardy. God, that would rule. <laughs> he would die by the end of that. Oh, yeah. He would just... Upset everyone on the internet. Hobbs, I could see like you could do. You could definitely see Kingston too. Anyway, yeah, well, um, Japanese wrestlers. My favorite Japanese wrestler of all time is the Machine Gun Carla. I'm, I'm messing. Do you remember when he used to come out in the WWF and they would introduce from Tokyo, Japan, him and Gallows? Yeah, mm-hmm. they flew in for every show. I agree with this, and I, I, we're going off topic, but I'm I, we're oh, engaging the chat here. I, I, AW, we need a big tag type. Okay. I. The Look, league is cool. I'd do a fucking 32 team knockout, pop myself tremendously. I there's a part of me that that says AW shouldn't send anyone to the G1 and they should just do their own G1. <laughs> um, yeah, 
because they could, and but and they could do it in American style where the where the schedule's not so insane. Um, How would you format it though? Because it would take. Yeah, that's true. It would take a long time. That's why um, Dave says it here, like Crockett Cup style. Give me like yeah. legitimately, you could do thirty-two teams knockout. Imagine, dude, because you'd have the top singles guys would like. That's what used to happen, you know. And it's like my instinct. My always instinct was like, well, G one wouldn't work here, but I'm not sure if that's true with the AW fan base. Yeah. It might. Um, I just don't think it's necessary to. Understand. Yeah, it, it. I mean, and yeah, the Owen thing. We're we're supposedly we're getting news about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's because I I always forget about that too. That's that'll be really cool. <laughs> Reese, if someone has to pitch to Machine Gun that he's doing another G one, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> that'll go very poorly. My favorite Japanese wrestler will always be Tanahashi, which always pops Oracle. We've talked about it many times, many a late night. Bob, top twenty five Japanese wrestlers ever. I mean, I don't have twenty five, but. Uh... I give you probably five. Um, you know, Nakamura's up there. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's up there. I already haven't watched enough of him, but everything I've watched, yeah, that's a good. good. I haven't seen um, a lot either, but I'd put him up there too. I'm gonna put uh, Asuka on there. Asuka's very good. Um, yeah. Tajiri's a guy I always enjoyed watching. Uh, Masato Tanaka just for the match at ECW One Night Stand with Mike Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to watch more of him too. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, again, it's a blind spot for me, but I've enjoyed everything I've seen. Um, just need to keep seeking out more. I fucking love Kabuki. Um, God, how fucking good was Tajiri? Holy shit. He was yeah. great. I was going to say, because you could tell when Bob gave that answer, and, I, and this is why I love Bob, he like pulled it a little bit, because obviously Tajiri was he, most famous for like, <clears throat> oh, he was the mid midcard guy, but if you watch Tajiri's work, both before that, after, and in between, <laughs> he fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, my list is probably going to include a lot of these women we're watching on the, the Grinalongs here after we do oh, a yeah. few more of those. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, those those have all been excellent matches, man. I'm surprised Bob didn't say Jumbo through. I was very surprised with that. When the, I was just betting that Oracle, wasn't you? Spent him coming to Tower. He was sour. <laughs> Coward. Anyway, go ahead. What did you say, Oracle? Uh, I was going to say Kawada is my favorite of the four pillars. but Oh, yeah, that goes about saying. I actually... I'm going to lie, because I haven't got the context and I've just watched the classics, I have, like, distance between him and the rest. I'm going to be real with you. Like, quarters. Well, I mean, the violence, man. It fucking rules. He's selling, too. Yeah, oh, his selling is just... Bob, who's your favorite IWGP heavyweight champion of all time? Uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Hit the last pause. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think it was going to work, but I, was, I gave it a shot. <laughs> I, I kind of thought you would know, but it was worth a shot. Yeah. Speaking of ultimate fighters, uh, up next, Minneapolis Street Fight, American Top Team and the Men of the Year. This Let's should be a Mall of America. This is the inner Absolutely. circle. The match that I don't, I'm not like – I'll be honest with you guys, okay? I've been – the build is whatever. I've had times where it pops me. Most of the time I haven't liked it. I am not going to come on here and lie to you all that this match is this probably going to pop me. <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot of horse shit. And Dan Lambert's antics. This week, he actively made me laugh a couple yeah. times. He's got. He's honestly gotten better the last <laughs> month or so. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to pretend it won't be fun because it probably will be. I don't care. If it got cancelled right now, I wouldn't be bothered. But like, I think it will be as crazy as it sounds. I trust Jericho with this kind of fucking... 
lunacy because he kind of knows what he's doing, for better or worse. The people will be into it either way. Um, Inner Circle has to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of us can debate that. But as for the match, Bob, any thoughts? No, I mean, like, obviously, you know, some of them are not the most experienced in ring. They're going to have their work cut out for them. But, like, a 10-person brawl in, like, a street fight setting, there's potential there for it to be a lot of fun. It's not going to be, like, you know, good. It's going to be a technical classic, but it could be a lot of fun. You know, I agree. That's the perfect way to explain it. Oracle, you when I announced this match, you pumped the air like this. It was very celebrated. I, I just thought of a scenario where like fucking uh who are the who are the two MMA fellas? Dos Santos and Andrade. Yeah. Uh, imagine imagine like all of a sudden like Jericho gets heated with Dos Santos and they start like Having a brief shoot fight for ten seconds, and like Jericho gets fucking his ass beat for like ten. I mean, how I mean, Jericho knocked Masvidal out of his fight in December. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, just think about how awesome that would be if like things got heated, you know? Yeah. God damn, I hope that happens. I lose my <laughs> of course mind. you do. For Chris Jericho's sake, I very much hope that does not happen. Fucking Hager tries to come in as like the legit backup <laughs> and just gets his ass beat. Oh man, that would go very poorly for those guys. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think I'm this is going to be awesome. I don't think it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be wildly entertained by this. Yes, I think the crowd's going to like it. Me too. I think the commentary is going to have a blast. It's going to be like when um, it's going to be like when they would have those public enemy matches on WCW pay per views, and Dusty was like, "Oh look yeah. at that! I got the tables out here now, baby." They got the tables out. Do the rest of the show as Dusty. Did you guys see the clip? It's a famous clip. Did you guys see it resurfaced on Twitter this week? When, um, I'm not going to give or use Oracle's name. When Kevin Sullivan wrestled that other dude in this, you know, in the famed brawl, and oh, the, yeah. and they go into the t- they go into the toilets, and Dusty sees a woman. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest. Man. If you haven't seen that, he again. loses his shit. He was incredible. He never forget that he won like multiple worst announcer awards. It's such horseshit, by the way. Such just listen, man. You can't you can't pop for that dude on commentary. I'm sorry. You take wrestling too seriously. And that's coming from us dogs. <laughs> he he literally is like don't get me wrong. I love WCWC shows just for the format and the matches anyways, yeah. but Dusty's on there like fucking trolling Chris Cruz and like Larry Zabisco and like popping Tony Schiavone and and telling all sorts of random stories about passed out on a drunk on a porch on a on a yeah. Saturday night and, <laughs> and 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 Dallas Texas or some horse shit and it's like what the fuck is he rambling on about mm-hmm. in the middle of a Ming versus you know hard work Bobby Walker match or something I mean it's just, it's incredible oh, place yeah so my take on this Drew. I don't see any way American Top Team is winning. No. But I think what follows this is Scorpio Sky beating yeah. Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. So so men of the year are still going to win in the end. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Oracle saw the comment. Let's put it back up. <laughs> Can we get like a snippet? Let me tell you something, baby. Oh, that sounds more like Billy Graham. That's fine. That's fine. I, like it. <laughs> I was walking down the stairs. 
Oh, I was going to get my shoe, Tony Schiavone. And I came back. And as I crossed the platform on my apartment hallway, I became a beast. A pit bull, baby. He kept charging at me, baby, right in the cab. I had to call, I had to call the animal cop. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Someone, please clip that and tweet it. This is what I love about Oracle, so it's because at the start of that bit, he appeared to be hesitant, and about 15 seconds into it, he was rolling and, like, freestyling extra. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Jason. This is the point. This is the best episode of The Grim we've ever done. I, a, yeah. I love lovely. this show every week, but this has been a blast. Okay. Uh, okay. What, Hold so, on. The, the, I got to give the people what they want. Oh <laughs> They're chanting for Granny in the chat. So, good job, Tony Khan. Give them what they want. There you go. Okay. <laughs> if Oracle was dusty, he would still be piling <laughs> in a pool of blood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. The inner circle's winning. Yeah. Anything else on this one? I can't wait to see Dan Lambert take the Judas effect. I'm with you. I've been waiting for this for months. I actually, I someone else put it like Lambert pivoted from being Cornette, you know, just doing like a Cornette bit to like being gotten to by the fans and it changed everything. I forgot um, that's what that looked like. Oops. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have done that. Apologies. Um, yeah, there's multiple comments in the chat now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, you, um, <laughs> on uh, the bunny, Paul's has an awesome vlog where she takes you behind the scenes of the Order Loop fleet. I don't know if you've oh, seen that. Vlog. One yet. All right. <clears throat> and um, she's with Ethan Page and she's talking to him about, like, you know, the stuff with Dan Lambert and Ethan goes, he's like, yeah, it's real fun. I mean, this, you know, we've got a lot of similarities. I mean, Dan Lambert, and he stops, and he's like, "Well, I mean, there's some there's some big differences too, but like overall, in terms of wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> even Page works out himself as a Republican, Bob. Like you, I'm sorry, that was terrible. I'm sorry, Granny. <laughs> Poor Granny. <laughs> All right, let's move forward. Let's get another singles match in here. We go. Well, oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck! God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's funny because I set myself up for this shit every time. It's yes, so you do. <laughs> See, this is the kind of shit. See, it's like I always get mad. I'm like, oh, good people give me shit all the time. And then I think about, you know what? There's reasons for that. <laughs> just walking around, thinking to himself, everyone gives him shit all the time. I'm blaming on years of emotional torture from three older brothers. But... Fair. <laughs> this big time singles match, we, I kind of alluded to earlier. We talked about the pre take briefly. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. It's a cliche in professional wrestling content to say, if I'd have told you a year ago, but I told you two years ago, but seriously, if I'd have told you two years ago, this would be a major pay match, or a match at all for that matter, you'd been pretty stunned. I would have been like, who the fuck is Eddie Kingston? God bless. <laughs> That's it's not a, true, but still. It's the match that, in a completely different way, is the main event that's the most hype for me. Like I, I cannot wait for this match. 
couple of weeks of build. It's been it's been a masterpiece. It's been wonderful. Um, the result, Eddie Kingston's done what Eddie Kingston does and he's convinced everyone he's going to win this, which is an all-timer. It's hard to pick against Punk. The big key, though, is what does this thing look like at the finish? Does CM Punk take a shortcut? Does he prove Kingston's kind of um, allegations, assertions correct? Or does he simply beat King and they, like, you know, pump fist after and say all hell? I don't know. What do you think, Oracle? Where are you at on this? First of all, this feud's been amazing, right? Like, yeah. Uh, PWO lost from PWO made, made had a great Twitter comment and then there was a nice thread there about how rarely do people have actual real arguments in wrestling Yep. and the segment that they had last week on Rampage was like a real argument that people have and that's part of the reason why it's resonated with so many people and why people are so excited for it and why people are so you know into the feud in the match um, feels very real without mm-hmm. being overdone feels very Memphis-y um, which is, you know, I mean, I always love the classic Memphis feuds um, where they have these studio segments and Lance Russell's trying to keep the, you know, keep the peace and Lawler and Dundee are, you know, threatening each other and threatening to shave each other's wives' heads and shit. Um, you know, it, it's, <clears throat> of course, you know, it's not quite to that, you know, degree here, but, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's such a great segment. The parking lot segment, man. God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just them chasing after each other and shouting and shit. <laughs> um, but like, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do here. Um, my hope is we get color because it's me, right? I'm the vampire here. Um, I mean, I think we're going to get color probably in the main event. We're probably going to get it in the Minneapolis street fight. This match might not have that. I'll be honest with you. The way this feud's gone, I'm going to be, because of me, it's just me. I'm going to be a little disappointed if we don't get, but then again, these two guys are masters. I know they're going to beat the shit out of each other, whether there's color or not. Um, but I am interested to see that finish. Um, you know, Eddie doesn't have to win. It's Eddie Kingston. Um, you know, Punk could also talk himself out of a loss too, but I don't think he's going to lose here. Um, but the question is, as you as you address Joe, is is how does Punk win? How does it happen? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a tough one because I don't know if they're going to. This is finally a feud that that has me. You know. Continue, please. Look at this. He's really, he's really analyzing this, man. Come on. It made it even better that he noticed it as he was about to say meat on the bone. Because yes, I had a joke yeah. ready. Yes, he did. Fuck. Um, continue, yeah. continue. Um, you know, this this has you know finally a fuse where punk has meat on the bone. Ha ha ha. Um and, and it's like I don't know. I feel like there needs to be maybe a little bit more time before there's like a, a real kind of, even like a real distinctive switch. Even if it's not a full heel turn or full turn or whatever, I feel like we need a little bit more. This can maybe, you know, progress into that, but we need a little bit more time, I think. Um, 
because this feud's more of a personal one and not really one of a heel versus face type deal. Yes. Um, though I feel Eddie is probably getting. I mean, both are obviously hugely over. Don't mean you know, but Eddie was getting the babyface chance at Rampage. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, I'm sure Punk is is a brilliant wrestler. He's gonna work heel in this match. Um. You know, subtle heel, kind of like The Rock did at SummerSlam 02 against Brock. When Rock yeah. realized that it was like mm-hmm. okay, well, um, Shu and I talked about this a little bit off air. Punk's been very like on the nose about his the Bret Hart influence on his matches since coming back. Right, Bret was a master of being like he would oh, be yeah, a baby right. face, but he'd work it heel belt bell in the right circumstances. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I rip on the WrestleMania 12 match all the time, but he was he was good about it in that match. You know, yeah, yeah. You know he he's he's a master at that. You know, you're absolutely right. Um, and Rock really was a master at that as well. Uh, yes. And, you know, that wasn't the first time Rock did that. Um, so, like, <clears throat> it's going to be a great match. Again, selfishly, I want to see two guys bleed all over the place, but we're probably not going to get that. But um, I know it's going to be a fight. I know it's going to be a great match, great atmosphere, and it's going to be an interesting finish, I think. It'll be interesting to see where, where it goes. Um, Bob, you were there in, in attendance for the big segment. Where are you at on, on this one, pal? Yeah, and I mean, that kind of convinced me that uh, Kingston could win, but I am going to go with Punk. Just uh, And I think part of it is because I picked Miro, and I don't think Punk and Danielson are going to lose in the same night. Um, but also, I think, like, you know, Punk probably is the next guy up for the title, you know, after Miro or whatever. Um, so it's like, they do have to start the turn. And I think you can plant the seeds here. You know, I don't know if you're going to go full fledged with it, but he does do a good job blurring those lines. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'm going to go with punk. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 100% clean cut though. Very fair. Shoot. We talked about it's at length for fair last night. Where are you at after, uh, I, I'm leaning heavily towards the idea that punk is going to win. But they're going to do the match in a way to make sure the crowd's with Eddie. Yeah. I mean, the crowd will probably be with him anyway, but I think they're going to do a match to make sure that happens. Because I really think the play here is for Punk to take these promos he's been cutting about how happy he is and how, like, people want him to be the old Punk and, and he doesn't want to do that. Like, he's happy. He's And he's going to flip that into you took this away from me. You know, I, I just wanted to, you know, be happy and, and you guys, yep. you took it away from me. You turned on me. I think that's where we're going with this. It was a little bit of that tonight, wasn't there, about, you know, I, I'm just trying to have fun, but I have to beat up Eddie Kingston along the way. Yeah. Whatever. I think that's where we're headed. I think Punk's going to blame. I think it'll be almost like, because again, the, the Brett thing. Yeah. He, yep. he doesn't want to turn heel, but they're going to make him. <laughs> Exactly, and he doesn't see what he's done wrong, and there's truth to that, right? Now, Um, I have to say, and I don't know how you do this, but as we're just talking about here, the more we talk about it, the more I like the idea of a finish where Punk wins via via a fashion that isn't, like, he doesn't cheat, but he does something that Kingston has a gripe with. Yeah. But it's not blatant enough so that Punk can kind of claim innocence. And I think the route I would take with that story would be that the next two months, three months, however long it is until Punk turns officially heel, King is a babyface that is just trying to get across this idea that Punk's full of shit. Yeah. You know? Now, the reason I say that is 
one of my favourite Eddie Kingston angles ever was in Shikara, where he did that with, with Claudio Cesaro. The angle being that he spent a year saying Cesaro was a piece of shit. <laughs> Everyone thought he was this hero. Cesaro eventually revealed himself as the leader of the Big Hill faction. And it was like Kingston was suddenly like validated, you know, like I, I yeah. told you. You should have listened to me. You think I'm nuts. I was right. God, I think that in Punk's hands, good God, that would be incredible. Um, yeah, and, you know, Kingston would be Steve Austin, I guess, in, in some ways, which is fascinating. So I can't wait for this, guys. I have to yeah, say this. I'm very fascinated by all of it. Um, I be I don't think there's any chance King's winning. I honestly believe yeah. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. That That's it. Without being insulting to Eddie, I like the idea that Eddie Kingston is going to beat CM Punk two months after Punk came back is insane to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that as like King doesn't deserve it or anything, but like I just don't see Punk losing yet. Um, it's not like Danielson where you know that's a little different. Um, the most you know the really fascinating thing about this is Rampage, like that Rampage promo was last week. And yet, like, this feels like a fleshed-out story, and it's been, what, three shows? <laughs> like Eddie, Kingston, Eddie Kingston's crazy with that, man. Yeah. Like, cause the, the Moxley program wasn't extensive on TV either. Yeah. He just – that dude can – he can do some crazy shit. And as Reese says – Yeah, he's 100% He makes right. people believe. And yeah. it's been, like, five pay-per-views where we all kind of knew King wasn't going to win. And by the time that weekend rolled around, we were all like, well <laughs> – you know, it's what he does. He's a master of that shit. So it's a dying art. But there you go. Um, I will say, and I, I do want to check in. I t- spoke to you two guys about it, but I want to ask Oracle because these are two of his favorite guys, like myself. Confident in this one being pretty awesome, right? Oracle, like, there's some, because uh, there's some talk online about, like, how good the match will be. Shoot Iron Bob all kind of concluded last night off air. Like, this thing's going to fucking rule, right? When the bell rings. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Holy fuck, we're talking about the tag title, right? No, 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 don't worry, it's fine. I, was, I shouldn't have circled back. I was just saying, I was asking that King and I was saying, Punk, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk King I'm will talking. deliver inside the I'm sorry, it's not, Dylan That's was fine, asking I, me. Dylan was actually asking me how I was feeling. So, sorry. Good. Oh, how nice. Uh, I just, I just, I just uh, uh, opened the uh, opened the curtain a little bit there. So I was texting okay. him back. But, um, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The match. The match is going to be great. I need to hold my mic closer to me. I'm probably uh, distant. But um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The the, the match is going to fucking roll. Like like I said, you know, I, I want to see a bloodbath, but I always want to fucking see a bloodbath, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I I mean, if 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 this was fucking, you know, the Sheik's Detroit, big time wrestling, I'd pop, you know. But it's not. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what. Like, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Pitbull, uh, you know, across the hall would love that shit too. Yeah, but, um, you yeah, you know, I mean, this 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 match is gonna kick ass for sure. There you go. Right, Fools Get Anywhere, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. Mm-hmm. Interesting match in that they they did this one at Arthur Ash on the the Rampage half of the show. Uh, obviously, this has got the Fools Get Anywhere stipulation. Fascinating to see how much it overlaps with what Jericho intends to do with the Street Fight. That will be a big thing here to to kind of. See if there's an issue with that. See where they're placed. I'm assuming they're going to be pretty spread out. I'm pretty confident in this. The Bucks are, you know, they know what they're doing in this kind of thing. I will say, 
I didn't love the street fight they did with Penta and Eddie. I actually didn't like it very much at all. So, like, I have more reservations about this than I would. I don't even street. remember that. You didn't like it. We talked about it at length. You didn't. You liked it less than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, First show back on the road. It. Tag time. No wonder I don't remember it. <laughs> there you go. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I have more reservations about it than I would if it was a straight trios match. But I'm not really doubting it. Like the Bucks on a paper, I feel like they're going to try and fucking do some crazy shit. And Christian's a genius. So shoot, what are you feeling about this one? Sorry, I was one of our Gunner Circle members has asked uh, the Masquerade Dorado if he wants to come to AW, and he's replied that he would love to. So, <laughs> um, <Wow>. anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't. I'm really bad at like, unless your Twitter name is the same as your name in the chat, I'm really bad about knowing who's who as far as in one place versus the other. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, sorry. Um, I'm actually, I'm ready for this feud to end. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I am excited for this match. I think, I think it'll have some interesting dynamics to it. I hope we get a lot of Christian and Cole, like um, interacting. The, I mean, I I think the elite has to win here, right? You think they go the other way? I think Jungle Boy has to beat the fucking box. That's fair. Yeah, I guess I guess you protect Cole by you keeping you keep him out of the finish. Yeah, I think he taps like Matt or Nick with the stand. Yeah, trap. you might be right there. Yeah, then you're probably right. Where the elites like they lash out at Kenny or whatever they do, they're falling apart. You know. Yeah. yeah I agree. You mentioned it. And Josh says it like I hope we still get Co- uh, Christian and Cole as a singles because I wanted that more than any of this other. What I would have preferred that. Yeah. But I get it. You have to fit in. You know, it's difficult. This match is going to be good, though. I don't want to make it sound oh, yeah. like I'm disappointed or anything. Like it's going to be, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be a blast. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, Bob, biggest Young Bucks fans on the show, so you must be fired up. Yeah, this should also be at the Mall of America. Um, Fair. But here's the thing, and you know, a lot of Falls Count Anywhere matches that we've seen in the past uh, handful of years in other places, uh, they don't really utilize the entire building, and I hope we see that a little more here. Um, Really make the most of the stipulation. You know, I agree with him. Have a- I love that Bob just resents the wrestling ring. <laughs> he just wants any. He wants his wrestling guys to be anywhere but inside the squared circle. <laughs> Bob, have you seen the the brawl with Cody and the inner circle? I think it was like Cody and du- I don't remember who else is with him. It's Cody and Dustin, and like the inner circle in a are in a skybox, and like. Cody comes out to the ring and like they cut a promo and and like he's trying to get him to come down there and they won't do it so Cody just says fuck it and they all go up there and like they just brawl through the fucking skybox and out into the concourse. God, it's yeah. fun. Like I actually agree with Bob on this. Like I don't want it a lot. <laughs> I really bro. like uh, I really like when they fight in weird places and like yeah, there was um it was <laughs> Um, yeah, the Dippin' Dots. JR screams about Dippin' Dots because they like get thrown into the Dippin' Dots cart. One of the uh, uncensored where Harlem Heat faced the Nasty Boys and they're just like in the concessionary the whole time. Yep. That shit ruled. Um, and uh, Hardcore Holly and Savan had a match where they start backstage and fight all through the arena too in like yeah, 2005. Match, in 2005. Yeah. Holly and Snow there. have a match. And was <laughs> that, is that, is that St. Valentine's Day Massacre Oracle where they fight yeah. out into the 
Mm-hmm. Outside no. the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I quickly yeah. Reese <laughs> said Grinny vs. Oracle is Smurjo vs. Necro. And while you guys were talking, Oracle goes, I'm Necro. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Bob. Oh, yeah. God bless. Yeah, like, think of, yeah, the babyface foursome was, was Cody, Dustin, DDP, and MJF. <laughs> Fuck it. I forget. Early AW ruled. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's kind of I'm in the same boat as I am with the street fight. Like, I think the wrestling's going to be a lot better. But, you know, get a little crazy. You know, uh, have it uh, open up a little bit. You know, you have a lot of stuff you can do where you're not just anchored to the ring. And you go for it, man. It's especially clear to me as we as we kind of map this thing out. Like, this show has a really nice balance where there's only a handful of big singles matches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, Oracle is refusing Ben's allegations of refusing. <laughs> <laughs> And rightly so. Um, yeah, there's a nice mix of tags and singles and stuff. Oracle, you strike me as the as the gentleman on the show that will enjoy this match the least. But it does have Christian Cage. You may pop. Yeah, I, I think this match will be good. You know, I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. Um, you know, I mean, Luchasaurus is in it. And I mean, that's the biggest concern. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he'll take, you know, 30 minutes to hit a spin kick. And, you know, ooh, you know. I mean, I could hit a better spin kick than that. Well, maybe. Oh, um, oh yeah, it, it, that's debatable. Um, I mean, just just has the pit bull across the hall. I was gonna uh, say, Luchasaurus would have taken that dog out, bro. <laughs> like, um, but uh, you know, I mean, this this will be fun. Like, I'll, I'll be entertained by this. I mean, you know, the Bucks are gonna do some fucking crazy dives and crazy shit and. and they're 100% right about that um, I'm I'm digging the uh, you know people pointed it out but I do like I do like Jungle Boy's going on a beard I think it's a better look yeah. for him yeah Um, I know it sounds cliche and it is cliche but I, I think it makes him look tougher Um, He's I put on Twitter that it gives me the vapors <laughs> Really pop myself with that line. It's <laughs> very nice looking man. I don't. I mean, I feel. Yeah, I was good. gonna. Okay, I'll, I'll phrase like this, Bob. How much more content are you that the guy that's dating Anna J is not someone that you quote tweet dunk before? Good. It's uh, reassuring. You know, he's a good guy. Would you guys want to say that the the dynamic there suggests that there is justice in the world after all? Yes. Me too. Any thoughts on that shoe, Oracle? Two very beautiful people. Fact. In all seriousness, that's facts. Let's be real. Seem um, very nice too. Pretty hot couple, you know. It's up there with yeah. Adam Cole and Britt Baker, you know. They see. Yeah, that's good. Could be. There could just be no shave November. That's a good point. Oh fuck that! I hope he <laughs> I keeps it, it though. Or it's be an angle where he just. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually 100% more ears. God, that rules. <laughs> I, love it. I love when we go on a route and the judge just immediately Those work on my last comment popped me. Huh? What happened? When I said, I said hot couple like Adam Colbert Baker and you're like... Yeah, I'm not going to expand on that fault. Um, <laughs> I very much want that match, by the way. Yeah, we're all, of course. Okay. <laughs> Anything else on that one? Sorry, I feel like I derailed that one. That was on me. 
The wingman should try to shave Jungle Boy's beard. That sounds incredible. Someone, someone mentioned the. Uh, someone brought up the Christian Jungle Boy thing again. You know, I don't know if they're doing that now. It feels like they've 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 departed from that, but they could definitely go back to it. Oh yeah, that could pop up anytime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I I don't think it's that's a, that's something that I think it's always you know they could always pull the trigger on. So there's a chance. I I, I doubt that, but you know that's that's something we could look for. Yeah. What an what an adorable couple that is, Sky Blue and Dante Martin. While we're talking about AEW um, couples, Young Lee Johnson posted a picture of him and Young um, Julia Hart, and they legitimately look like they're starring in like a teen sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> they've been together a while now. <laughs> the combined age is what, like forty. <laughs> God yeah. bless. Good yeah. for the fleet. Very romantic place, apparently. Um, what else is left on this show? So we still we doing full gear still. Okay, right here we go. That we did that. Okay, now we do Jeez. women's title match. Britt Baker DMD Ty Conti. A match that I don't think I'm being unfair in saying has got very very minimal build. Like the trios match on Wednesday. Um, love the I love the segment tonight that we didn't even talk about. Oh, the, the pre-tape. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it Brit's gives line about the belts is, I fucking pop. Like, yeah. I don't know if you thought I was exaggerating. Like, I fucking lost my shit at that line. <laughs> it was good, yeah. It was good. It was good. To, I, I like the way the tie part too, where they talked about how, like, actual legitimate background. There's no, there's no reason you can't always make that point. Because it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, for all of her infectious energy and stuff, like, she is a shoot-up, brother. She yeah. kicks the shit out of people. This, is, this match has got the highest variance in quality. Um, that's the perfect way of explaining it. Yeah, there's a real there's a real chance this match is going to fall apart. Um, yeah, there's also a chance that this ends up being awesome. Um, Ty might just fucking kick the shit out of her, and then, um, and then Brit will just beat her. But this needs yeah. to be just like the Statlander match was. This needs to be them two just trading bombs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they try and do like a structured thing. That's when Brit's matches to me fall apart. Just put together whoever the agent is. When you know you're watching this, Dustin. Just put together a just compilation of their coolest moves. That's what the Statlander match was, and it ruled. Just do that, man. Like, the, you don't need to be doing a, a six minute heat segment where Britt looks at the camera every every two seconds. It's no good. I just want to. Ta- I I think Ty should just kick the shit out of her, and then Britt should just get away with the win. What if she just kicks her and wins? I would fucking lose my mind. Then we would probably go live. I'd probably leave the cinema after that match to come home so we could go live. <laughs> call the yeah. cinema every time on the show and it's going to pop me. Yes. Back the Ty Conti celebration grin. Um, it's just like, I'll be the only one here because everyone else will still be watching full gear. We talked about Anna J a moment ago. Is there a chance that we get a betrayal here? God forbid. No. I'll never watch again. Oh. <laughs> Fair. I, I can't. I can't well, see I that. A chance. I, I read. Really Tai J. Fight. No. Maybe we not just here. got that theme. Yeah. I don't think we. Could, but like, eventually, that's the direction, right? Because probably yes. Yeah. As, as a heel, it probably will help her as a person. I don't think we're gonna get on set. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I'm yeah, sure. I think. I think Anna will be a good heel. Um, Feels like her personality needs that, like, so she can kind of find that part of herself, right? Because yeah. she hasn't got the as much as Anna Jay's great, but she hasn't got like the infectious energy that Ty Conti has, right? 
Ty Conti's got babyface energy. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ty's yeah. Ty's got. I think Ty. Well, we. Somebody brings uh, it up in the chat every time I say it, and they're not like the promo parts. The promo parts interesting, but <laughs> the chat is so hot on me. Yeah. You, I agree with them. Are you guys actually suggesting you hadn't thought about this at all? No, no. Wow, I do. Well, now that you've said it, though, I do believe they should. Uh, they they got to do it eventually, but it's not ready. It's not time for that yet. Right. Number one, Ty J's got to be the first AEW Women's Tag Team Champions whenever that happens. Um, yeah. All right. Any focus on I don't this think one, that's Bob? actually. I don't think those belts are coming, but. No, I mean you guys kind of nailed it. Like uh, it has a high degree of variance, I think, but I I do think it can be good. Um, I don't know uh, if it's going to hold up Britain Statlander, but I think it can be just kind of a notch below, and uh, it'll be fine. You know, I like both of them. I I hope it's good. I think Britt's going to win, and uh, yeah. It's this. Show yeah, there's out. not. We can only put it in the middle, so it, okay, it kind of that works. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I liked when they started the feud and they were talking and they were feuding about who had a better ass. Oh no. <laughs> um. Anyways, <clears throat> everyone hated that. That's 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 probably why. Uh, I was joking, y'all. Um, that's probably why they uh, they there's there's good reasons why they dropped that. Um, which was interesting because it seemed like I don't know if that was just like a like a social media thing or if that was something they were actually going to go for. And then I think when that didn't really work out for obvious reasons, they were like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like I wish they put a little bit more into the build here. Apparently they go back to the ass thing on the countdown show, which is just a great that's, sentence. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> I mean, and and guys, I really I, I I was joking around there. Um but um like Yeah, that like Bill's mob, that's a shoot, man. Like it is what it is. Yeah, like it, it, it but um like they did that six woman tag on Wednesday and Britt had to feel so out of place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What the fuck, man? But, that, that's a quote. That's a quote from Adrian. So, at one point, well, like mid match. Okay. To drop like, that bomb and then be like, I didn't throw it. That's cowardly shit. shit yeah, man. but it's the truth, though. Like, at, we're right. like middle of that match, and she turns to me and she just goes, "Poor Brit." <laughs> and I didn't know what she meant. I'm not commenting on any of this. You fucking coward. I have a contract with a major wrestling promotion and a major wrestling website. I'm not commenting on this. Oh, yeah, because that'll be the worst thing that anyone in NXT UK has ever done. Yes, exactly. Oh, this sounds incredible. God bless. That's amazing. So, no, but seriously, like, I wonder if they were trying to go in that direction and they were just like, obviously, this is not a popular direction for, you know, obvious reasons. And they were like, they just kind of gave up on a on a build, which is kind of annoying because I, you know, I wanted to see some. You know, I think I think it's an interesting matchup. Obviously, you know, I agree that there this could go either way in terms of quality, but um, I don't know. We we talked about this last week when you weren't here, Joe. But 
you know, I've been critical of Britain Ring. And I've talked about how she's great as a character, good promo. And I think, you know, she obviously is is, is the right person as champion and whatnot. But, oh, God. See, this is my fault. I apologize. Um, I've, caused, I've caused a problem. There, there I go, Goon. Um, anyways. Can I, can I just say that anytime our chat, which they are paying customers, says stuff like get the cancelled ticker rolling, things have gone very, they've taken a dramatic turn, let me tell you. When they start recommending that we advise everyone we've been cancelled, seems nah. bad, guys. Seems nah, bad. we're good. We're good. No, I was, I was, listen, I started it. I promised I was making a joke. It was a whole bit. Okay. Man, it's look, it's not, it's not actually offensive. Listen, I'm just, I was going to say, like, we can't be at a point where saying, like, the I'm with with you. nice I'm ass with you. is getting us canceled now. Like, right, right. I, I'm oh, with you. I'm with you. I actually agree with that totally. But I mean, I think, I think if we treat it like that's all that matters about them, then yeah, then we deserve to be canceled. Right. But yeah, like, you know, that's not. Did you just ask if we live in a society Did that just happened live on the air? I'm gonna Did leave. <laughs> I can go to bed if this is what this is going to be. Like, this fuck you guys. Totally hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk about the match again, okay? I'm trying I'm trying to talk about this match. Let's let's let's, let's shift things over, okay? Start making fun of me about getting bit by a dog again. Let's stop this shit. Um, yeah. Was the dog so, a male or a female? I think it was a male. Um, okay. Who knows? Okay, I know you're trying to find more things to joke me. Um, this is horse shit. It's a double burial. <laughs> Very Bob and you in one comment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is horseshit, man. This is man. You, you, your quote was like, "We can't even do that anymore. <laughs> we can't go out and shoot people anymore." <laughs> What's next? Ah, <laughs> god damn it. All right. It's over. It's fine. Let's worry. stop. Okay, everybody, everybody stop. Everybody stop. All right. Oh, we're not going to stop, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Brit versus Ty. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be, it can be good, bad, ugly, okay, decent, weird, everything in between. Um, I really want to see uh, uh, you know, another good Brit title defense. I think we've only seen one really truly good one. Um, with with Chris Statlander. Uh, I want to see Ty in a match that has, um, you know, more time to it, more time to build. Um. I want to see what she does and how she does in that environment. I want to see the crowd reaction that she gets. I want to see how she works as a baby face. I want to see if Britt can improve. You know, I want to see how their styles work, you know, against one another. Um, because this, this can go either way. I mean, it's, it's up in the air in terms of, I, I've decided that Britt's winning this. I mean, there's, there's no indication that Ty's going to win this in my opinion at this point, they haven't given me any belief that she will. Um, I think Brits retaining here. I'm just more curious about the quality of the match. And Have I you seen the Sheeta match? What's that? Have you seen Ty's match with Sheeta for the AW title? 
I I think I saw it. that was in the summer, right? In the spring, summer. Yeah, I think it was in the yeah, spring. That was, that was that was the only one that was really of like. Um, That's her one match she's had with stakes and like right, right, a little right, bit longer, right, right, I, I, right, right, significantly. But I think she's gotten better, right? Like, yeah, Joe and I completely forgot it happened. So yeah, like it, it's. By the way, Grinny's not coming back till everybody gets it together. He's a young, impressionable dog, and this was horse shit what we were putting him through. Um, it was embarrassing, to be honest. Embarrassing. Yes. You know, I, I just, I just think that I'm probably being too critical, but I really want to see a good match, and if it's bad, it's, it's going to upset me a little bit. It's not going to be the end of the world. I'm in a case. It's not going to like, you know what I mean? But it's like. I don't want it to be a bad match. I really want them to go out there and have a good one. I don't know. It matters. It matters to me a little bit that they go out there and have a good match. That you know, I know that sounds weird, but I, I really want, I really want there to be some 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 things we can look back on this Brit title reign and point to. Um, and I also want to see Ty, you know, have have a standout match that 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 really shows how much better she's gotten. Um. But it's hard, you know. We we won't know until it happens. It's, but I'm actually really interested to see it because I want to see, you know, how how it goes quality wise. God, this is like, mm. that's not fair. So that is not fair, Joe. When you were gone last eight. week, huh? When you were gone last week, we did the rampage review and we totally skipped the oh. women's match. I have never done oh. that. I've never done that. That's not me. This was... Um, yeah, here we go, April 21st. So basically... So you weren't here, so, so you don't know this. Basically what happened last week was... I realized that I've got to recap the shows. I've got to like lead the recap. So I got like my iPhone notes out and like actually had the rundown of the show. And like... I had accidentally like replaced the line for the women's match. So I didn't have it on my list. So I was just going off my list. Like, okay, here's what happened next. And we just skipped it completely. <laughs> yeah. Proud moment for me. I actually think, um, I actually think that's very, very disrespectful. Uh, we're, we're the only podcast in recorded history that has done like 10 minute segments about matches featuring the bunny. I'd like to know that. Yeah. Um, and that's, this is a great point too, because Reese is right. My wrestling finish is it's the nineteenth amendment. That's my favorite amendment. Anyway, Bond Joe doesn't even get that. So exactly. Anyway, um, tag team titles. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about this from multiple sources. Not not pleased. FTR challenging the Lucha Bros. The AEW tag team titles. Um, the match that I've penciled in as match of the night, personally. Even though I didn't love their match last year, but I what I saw in that deal when they were under the hoods on Dynamite for like two minutes, and then when they took them off, got that was really encouraging for me. And I just Yo, think what's FTR, your favorite amendment? Oh, I don't know. One about guns. Um, wow. What? Okay. Bob, what's your favorite amendment? Um, the one where everyone one can not wear masks good. and ignore the fact it's a pet. The first one is pretty good. <laughs> Means we can do shows like this. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself on this one, Reese. <laughs> like, I was waiting to uh, 
to do that, and like people kept talking, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it anyway." <laughs> oh my god! That, I'm <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm very, very, very sorry to hear that. Okay. Um, Lucha Bros, FTR, FTR finally feel like truly at home in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. They've been great since Arthur Ashe. I think there's a real chance they leave with the titles. I'm not picking them, but I think this they're they're a live underdog in this thing, man. I, I really think there's something to it, especially with Andrade and Malachi and that whole thing going on. It could go either way where they lose, and that's what makes them leave MJ officially. But I'll pick the Lucha Bros. The big thing here, though, is my expectations are super, super high for this one. Bob, you're yeah, a big FTR of... guy too. Where are you on this? No, I'm kind of in the same boat as you here. Like, I'm not going to pick FTR. I'd love to see him win. I don't think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think it's going to be a great match, man. You know, FTR's back, and I know we do it as a bit, but, like, they have just been doing excellent stuff the yeah. past, uh, you know, two or three months uh, in particular, and uh, just great, man. I hope they give them just as much time as they want, and uh, it's going to be excellent, man. Shoot. Where you at on this one? I think the Lucha, but I think the Lucha Brothers are winning. I think it'll be really good. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with match of the night, but I think it'll be really good. Um, I I agree too. Like I remember that when they had the masks on, I was like, "This kind of sucks." <laughs> and then they took the masks off, and the match got awesome. It was electric. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be really good. I yeah. Like the if the Lucha Brothers lose the belts here, it's gonna be a really disappointing title reign for them. Um really really didn't do much. Like they had that all time title win and then just kinda they yeah, just they had a couple of rampage defenses, but yeah, fair. Um Oracle. Excited for this one, pal? I am. Uh you know I've Mentioned my dislike for their match last year was not good. Um, you know, I think obviously that had something to do with FTR trying to figure out how to work with people who were no. I mean, it's their gimmick and all, but Lucha Bros don't really work a traditional tag match in terms of following the rules and shit. So you have to kind of find your way to you. Know, you have to find your find out a way to mix mix traditional style with with what's going on now. Um, which FTR is excellent at, um, but you know, it takes time. You know, the house show loop wasn't going on at the time, so you know, it was just kind of throwing them in there and did not go well, to be honest. But um, also think Phoenix, especially, was having an off night, um, which he tends to do sometimes. Um, when he's on, I, I get why people love him, but when he's off, boy, is he. Yeah. Um, personally, that's how I feel. Um, but. Um. Yeah, this is this is this is going to be good. Um, I think I think they probably found the balance, and I think it's going to be a potential to be a really 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 great match. Um, I think it has a shot to be match of the night. Um, I don't think it will be, but I think it has a shot. I think. In terms of match quality, I think it could get into a situation where they go too long and there's too many stuff that I don't care for. Right. Um, but I think that they'll probably be, they'll probably maybe go 
towards the the excess a little, but maybe maybe not so much to keep me you know out of it or anything. Um, I think the Lucha Bros have got to retain it, man. Like I. I'm with Matt. Like it'd be such a weird thing to lose, but at the same time, with this whole, you know, storyline with FTR and the and the and the uh, uh, triangle and Cody and MJF and the Pinnacle and all that sort of shit, like I I don't know. I don't know. It feels like FTR are the winners here, but I feel like the decision would be better. I don't know. It's like it's a tough one. The Lucha Bros, you know. As transition chance after a win like that, yeah, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know yeah. if I love that either. Um, it's just a lot of moving pieces, right? It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think um, here's a question. Okay, so after Saturday, AEW's tag title match on pay per view will have been the Young Bucks versus Jericho and MJF, the Young Bucks versus King and Mox, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros versus FTR. Where where do you expect this to rank in terms of quality on that on that lineup? Of oh, just those ones you listed, just those for twenty twenty ones. You know they're oh, okay. It's this year, yeah. <laughs> Probably be the think? best one, right? Above the last one. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Good yeah, lord. Probably, yeah, you're right. I put it second behind yeah, uh, the second. all out match. That was my instincts too. What about you, Oracle? I'm sorry. What was the question? No, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we're at the main event. This seems like a perfect time to derail the show for a minute. Okay. Because I went to JJ's Twitter after the startling information received in the chat, and I found this gem that he tweeted out. Full credit to our pal JJ Williams from the Wrestling Observer. What an incredible fucking picture. Like, that's... I mean, there's really only one way to follow that. (laughs) Yeah. The Cody... Yeah. Cody's like... Cody's at the Max Caster concert. I'm sure that's not going to become a discourse when people see those pictures. Um... It actually, like, Thunder Rosa's there. It looks like it's probably actually fun, but whatever. Um, back to the main event of, <laughs> of Full Gear. <laughs> which the best like. machine, Kenneth Omega, takes on Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship, the most prestigious championship in all of sport. Yeah. Um, I was glad you said sport, not wrestling, because yeah, correct. Bob, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, just real quick, you know, AEW tweeted out the whole thing yesterday, uh, you know, like recapping the whole feud. You got a thing you could read if you wanted to. And someone on my timeline quote tweeted it. It's like, oh, it's not a very good feud if you have to read through the whole thing. Shut the fuck up. All right. I was I was mad. All right. I was not happy. My God. <laughs> private chat right now. Who you're talking about right now? Private chat. I will not say it on there, but I need to know because that's the most fight I've ever seen you about Twitter. I was upset. That's was awesome. Upset. Yeah. Because it's shoot, been, shoot, been, hit been, the clip. You know the one that signals only one thing. Something's just died. <laughs> you know what? You know what's awesome? What? I don't know what clip you mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're the one you think you should be. <laughs> For what he just said? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, my God! You've got to be kidding me! Holy... That's not the one he meant. I want to fit, I want to fit. Oh, we played that again? Yeah. Fair. That clipped me, you know, the last one. I, I don't know, it's fine. Now I feel like I've killed Bob's moment. Continue, Bob. Yeah, but no, I mean, that, that upset me because it's been a great feud. I mean, it's there. You can't argue that. It's stupid. I mean, just. I, I don't have any patience for those fucking cowards. Just impossibly dumb shit to say. Um, but <laughs> no, um, I'm really excited. Like I said, I mean, I have other stuff to do tomorrow. I'm going to make a point to watch this live, though, because uh, it's going to be a moment. Like, Hangman is going to win. Um, I mean, there's a whole other. I think people have been having that discussion in bad faith. You know, what if he doesn't win? And, you know, I don't want to get into that. You know, if we have to, we have to, but I'm not going to entertain it right now. I agree with um, you. Yeah. it's It's been incredible, man. Like, just great build, great storytelling. Can't wait for the match. You know, Hangman kicking out of the one-wing angel is going to be great. Um, I think, you know, Hangman and the Bucks tonight, that really uh, added to it, too. Um, yeah, just really excited. One of the most anticipated matches for me in a while you know i've said for a long time they should do it at full gear because i thought we'd all be there um yeah it worked uh, out well yeah you know but yeah no i can't wait man great job bob that was tremendous that was, that was like the most fired night. up you've ever been on yeah and it's three hours into the program god bless bob the great man oracle yeah. Fired up for this one like Bob is. He's telling people to fuck off on Twitter like Bob is. Bob still uh, hasn't told us who it was. Yeah. Feels intentional. I'm interesting. Uh, I'm ready for this one for sure. Uh, you know, this has been. Oh, a fucking course it was. God damn. Uh, All right, continue. Sorry. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> this has got to be the biggest match. And I mean, this is probably what arguably the biggest match in the company so far. Oh, yeah. Um, I can make a case that it's like, okay, here's a question for you, Devin. How far back do you think we have to go to have a match bigger than this in professional wrestling in America? Uh, this is the biggest match since Rock Cena won, probably. I think I agree with that. Um, Joe, so you disagree? Time, man. Uh, In terms um, of what we're talking about, because like some of them Brock matches the big business. You know what? Sasha Bailey Brooklyn was big. But yeah, but not. Are you talking about like in terms of? I'm talking about feeling big before it happened. Like oh, like build, like build wise. Do you yeah. think some of those Brock matches are? Like I Brock, don't personally. Let me think about let me think about some of the Brock matches. It wasn't actually Mark Madden, guys. Just a, Mark Madden sucks, but we don't have to make up reasons for him to suck. So, you know, Brock Cena first, one was only a month after Rock Cena one. That's true. Yeah. Brock Cena one was big. Let me think about this. Cena Bryan was big at SummerSlam thirteen. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think this one. I think the big difference too here is we like this is a two year build. Mm-hmm. We don't sure. see that anymore. Yeah, it's difficult because there's like 
in some ways you could say, like, oh, Cena Roman's bigger, but that just feels so cheap, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. And um, I think there'll be uh Yeah, Mania 30 is a good call. Um Yeah, Mania 30 probably would probably be the real because like there's people who will argue with us on this and be like, well, it's not gonna it's not gonna do the numbers that other stuff exactly, did, which yeah, yeah. which I don't I think that's a dated argument personally, but I mean, see, for example, like you know, when Matt was talking about earlier, Becky Ronda would have been the answer, but they they did fucking Charlotte. Yeah, I agree with you on that. If they kept, Um, yeah, like, um, it's probably the biggest since I would say it's probably the biggest since Roddy Strong versus Speedball Mike Bailey at PWG in 2015. That's probably the one I would say personally. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, it's not even the biggest match of the night tomorrow night. See Oracle's face when I said that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like we're gonna have we're gonna have Hangman and Omega, and that's a big deal. Um, but then not long after it in San Jose, we're gonna have Okada versus Bud Matt, and I mean that's objectively a bigger match. I mean, Bud Murph and Cedric Alexander drew four hundred thousand people in Melbourne, Australia. That's that's factual. That's the they they do they have to share a little bit of that with the Iconics though, drawing that house. Um, you don't have to do that here. So, man, I popped up huge with that one. I forgot they was on that, and that they won like a shitty six minute tag match. Yeah, they wore their Australian gear. Um, God uh, bless them. Was, I was proud of myself for the speedball one when Oracle went. Like yeah, like he was my school teacher. Yeah, Impact Superstar Speedball Mike Bailey. Good for him. I've never seen him before, by the way. Oracle, what do you think about Speedball, Mike Bailey? Uh, a pretty good wrestler. Good. You know, I, I, you know, he was also really good on Saturday Night Live and in Awesome Powers, too. Oh, I know. Because like, you tweeted it. We talked. Yeah, I know that's where you're going to go. I don't um, get that joke, but. He looks like. Oh, okay. Mike yeah, Myers. Mike Not Myers. Michael Myers from the Halloween films that Bob doesn't watch. The, uh, <laughs> the actor. Okay. Um, what was we saying? Yeah, the match is gonna be good. I think Hangman's gonna win. Fair. I'll be honest. Hangman's we've winning. talked about this literally since Shoot came on this platform, and then Oracle followed. We've been waiting for him to win this spell, and I'm very much at the point where I just want to pull this bandaid off and go on. But you know, like, yeah, I want to get to the match. I want to live that drama. I want to experience the ups and downs of it. And but I'm ready to go. And like, we've all talked about this side. You know, he's gonna kick out of this, and he's gonna hit him with a buckshot. He wants to get pop, and it's like. The anxiety of it is almost affecting me now. I just wanted to see the thing, you know? Yeah, I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be awesome. They will absolutely make us think he's gonna lose. That's why mm. that's why it's like I'm kind of on edge about it now, you know? Kenny's so like look, we've discussed Kenny before and like you can wait, who said we I don't did did anyone actually say we don't like him? What what's happening right now? <laughs> who? Mike Bailey. Yeah. Or did, was this the chat thing that we missed? He's a good wrestler. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Roddy Strong is like a legit top 10 match. One. I was using it as a joke because it's not a big match. But it I've legitimately never seen him. I don't have an opinion. I was. I don't I, think I buried I, him. I know Bob about, doesn't even know who he is. Exactly so. right. I don't, I'm talking for Bob. I don't think he's got a strong take on Speedball. <laughs> no, I saw he got a contract the other day. Good for him. Good take, Bob. It's getting really like, aggressive, this show now. Huh? Taking a turn. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Omega's been better in AEW than he gets credit for. 
That's what I was going to say. For all the, the debate about Kenny, like, I think he's won me over. I think he's won you over too, shoot. Like, there's not a rest I trust more with this level of pressure, to yeah. be honest with you. I agree with that. Like, and, and that doesn't mean... <clears throat> oh. That doesn't mean necessarily that he'll be my favourite match of the night because there is a chance they go a little long. But he will produce a match that the audience live is into. I have no, I have no doubt he will make sure he hits in that regard. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm not as excited. So this is what I wanted to do. So obviously we all think Hangman's winning. I agree with Bob's attitude completely. It's not even, it's not even, you know, we'll cross that bridge if it comes. I don't think it will. I want, I want two answers. Okay, so we'll start here because I said FTR earlier. Your prediction for match of the night, and this isn't consensus match like this is your match of the night, quality wise, belt to belt. What do you think it'll be, Bob? Um, in terms of quality, it will probably be. I'm gonna go with FTR and Lucha Bros. I mean, that's just uh, kind of biased towards me and how I feel about FTR, but yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Shoot, Omega and Page, Oracle. I love when it looks like he's looking at you. Pops me every time. Feel good. <laughs> CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Bless. Um, match you're most excited for. I'm going to follow Oracle's lead and say CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Bob? Uh, I did mine. Or are you the most excited? Um, my bad. Attitude from Bob, huh? <laughs> Stop paying the guy and he starts talking shit to you on your own show. Um. Honestly, Wait, Bob I got mean, paid? What the fuck? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, Hangman Kenny just for, you know, what should be the moment at the end. But I, I think Miro and uh, Danielson, too, because they've never really re- – I think they wrestled, like, once on SmackDown, but I don't remember it. So, you know, like, that's going to be really cool. That could 100% be matched at night. <laughs> Miro and Danielson could absolutely be matched at night. Shoot. I'm going to assume main event is also the match you're most excited Oh, for. yeah. I don't think – I don't know that I've ever been this excited for a wrestling match in my life. Dude, wow. the build is... Inc- I haven't seen a build like this. I just... You're kind of blowing me away with our pod. I, I'm, I'm excited, but you're like next level. It's like a culmination. It's literally a culmination of this entire promotion. It's two plus years. Of, and I've been watching it since day one, which maybe is the difference. I think I'm the only one here who's been watching it since literal day one. Mm-hmm. I watched the fucking press conference. I wasn't like fired up about it at the time, but I watched it. Um yeah, it's special, man. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, it's not the match I'm looking forward to the most on the entire evening, but on this show, it's the match I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, yeah. Oracle, match you're most excited for? CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. I'm very full of shit, by the way, guys. I can't wait for that Okada match, but it's nothing like this page. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, that's more like I'm intrigued to just see Buddy like how he. It's the biggest like. match of his career. Yeah, I don't think that's even debatable. It was like all bits aside, him winning that belt in Melbourne was a big deal, though. Yeah, but this is well. Here's the other thing. Let's just we'll just we'll pivot to to Buddy Matthews because of course we will. Um, I think this match plays a big role in like deciding his future. Yeah, but if he too, kills yeah. this, I think he's getting a contract with either the new with either New Japan or or AEW. Me too. And I think he's gonna kill it. I think yeah. it's gonna be fucking awesome. His track record was pretty good in that kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It'll be, it, the, now, the one thing I will say is that the way things have gone for, for me and Joe since uh, since he got released um, would indicate that Okada is going to win in seven minutes <laughs> and, and take like one bump the entire match. And I, I don't think we can rule that out either. Um, yeah. So that's what I kind of I kind of like that I'm not watching this show live. Um, I will probably actually look and see what the reaction to it is because I mean we all know Okada's winning, so I don't have to worry about a spoiler. But I want to mm-hmm. see you know if this match is seven minutes, I'm not buying that pay per view. Yo, <laughs> do you remember when Okada worked Tenru's retirement match and Tenru had fucking turned his chest into hamburger meat and fucking that road, man? <laughs> that was incredible. That was like a that uh, that match had a really weird like. God, look at this! Just pump. Just puncturing a hole in Joe's take right here. Listen, my brother was there. There was le- legitimately like 65 people in the building. That's oh, yeah. Big, that's a really big deal. He's the I first mean, Australian to win a belt there. That's a big deal. It was, I mean, I remember fucking, that show was on at like, what, 5 a.m. here yeah. or something like that? I felt like they, Joe. They rocked it. Yeah, they it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Because that's the thing, too. They had like 10 minutes rather than 20 minutes as they would have on 205. So it was a big deal. Oh, know. fucking hell, Brian. There you go. Um, yeah, Oracle, that match had like a really weird, like somber element to it where poor Tenru would sometimes just like fall down, but then he would also, when there were trade strikes, he would kind of kick the shit out of him. He never, he never lost his fucking touch, man. Yeah, that's great. Dude, that motherfucker was beating the piss out of people his whole damn career, and it rules. That's a sumo in him, though. You know, he's a sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. And now like, he's just I- special. I'm a little bit tired here, so I don't want to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Did we get to the bottom of the the um, what I'm now going to call the speedball saga when it was alleged that we all hated Mike Mike Bailey? No. Did we get to the bottom of that? Did we get cleared? No, we just kind of moved on. I haven't moved on. I'm I think we bullied that. I think we bullied him out of the chat. I don't think he replied. That's not feel kind of bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Bob, say sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob's the greatest, right? Now. Finally, important things. Um, Shoot, do you want to talk about <laughs> Crockett? Do you want to talk about when Crockett decided he's going to run the sportorium? Can I mean, not really, but we can. <laughs> so, look, we don't act. So, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, so, and this is sad in of itself, but so Joe and I, you know, we do the stream with Bob last night. We went, what, like two and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started at seven, so we were done at nine thirty, and then and then Joe and I went till about two thirty in here just bullshitting, um, and then we ended the stream, and then we just started texting each other, which you know sounds kind of sad when you really say it out loud, but yeah. um, so I just in that time. I looked up Kevin Von Erich's Wikipedia page because I honestly didn't know when he kind of stopped wrestling. And I discovered that fucking Jim Crockett Promotions reopened in fucking Dallas in 1994. Um, in October, I think they made. I think they lasted about nine months. Kevin Kevin bails after about three months. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not there when it starts. He comes in in like December, and he's out of there by fucking February. He's like, "Fuck this, man. We're drawing 300 people. I'm not doing this shit." Um, but one and we. We're very skeptical about these match times. 
But there's one show where here I, I've got it saved to my phone because I we, like I want Bob to hear this. We probably I almost want to wait for Oracle because I want him to hear this. But yeah, I think this will pop in most actually. Bob calls him Slowball Mike Myers. Oh, <laughs> oh, fun. that's incredible. It's good stuff. Yeah, this is blessing and a curse. Honestly, David, it's uh. It's great that Shu and I can <laughs> sit here five hours. I really regretted it when I had to wake up at 7.40 in the morning and start my day at work, my first day back mm. after nine days. Yeah. Uh, so I actually yeah. had, like, a ton of shit to do, and I was just exhausted. I will say, though, we got some stuff coming, right? I mean, it's a while away. Yeah. We, got, the, we have some plans. We haven't yeah, even the, grin, told. The, the grinning has just begun. Yeah. I wonder if Oracle's okay. Maybe he got bit by a dog again. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, because um, I know like, this will really pop in. These these times are incredible. Yeah. So before oh. we're waiting on that, um There he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. I have just purchased full gear on Bleacher Report. God bless. All right, so we're talking about Crockett in Dallas in 94, 95. Do you know about this, Devin? Did you know this existed? I did. Of course you did. Um, so we discovered a show that they ran on November 19th, 1994, that drew 450 people at the Sportatorium. Um, the main event of this show was Greg Valentine versus Dick Murdoch for the NWA North American Championship. Greg Valentine was the champion. Again, this is in November of 1994. And supposedly they went 27 minutes and 52 <laughs> seconds in the main event. <laughs> Um, oh, it gets better. <laughs> the semi-main event was Michael Hayes versus Scott Putsky. Oh, yes. And they went 22-41. Oh, God. Oh. And the match before that was Black Bart versus Tony Norris. And Tony Norris, of course, is Ahmed Johnson. How long do you think they went, Devin? Oh, please tell me they went like 18-45 on a double DQ. They went 25-41. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't it's a TV taping, so we're never like I don't. I'm sure this footage doesn't even exist. But so this is a five match card, and four of the five matches went over 22 minutes. We're doing a watch along. We don't. There's no footage. Oh shit! <laughs> I just refuse. This is real. We talking about. I know, so here's a, here's an even better one. This is the yeah, This is honest. This is a TV taping on April 11th of 1995 when they drew 300 people in the Sportatorium and they did a tag team title tournament. So there's a, there's a, this is a 12-match card. The fourth match of the night is the Rock and Roll Exp Express beating the Infernos. I don't know who that is. So then later, that's the first round of the tournament. They come back in the second round. This is an eight-team tournament, so three rounds. And they wrestle Hector and Arturo Guerrero. This is the 10th match of the night on 12-match card. And they went 25 minutes. Um, and again, this is the Rock and Roll Express in 1995. Then, in the main event of the show, in a two-out-of-three falls match with Dick Murdoch and Randy Rhodes, <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express went 41 minutes. So if this is to be le we don't I don't have a match time on this first round match, but you gotta guess it's probably like seven, eight minutes. So if the if this if these times are accurate, in nineteen ninety-five, 
Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson wrestled three matches in one night and went over 70 minutes. Yeah, but they're not the part of the equation that I'm least. The main event, for, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, Dick Murdoch going 41 in, minutes. In 90, I mean, any time's yeah. crazy, but 95? Yeah. And and I also, like, I want to be clear that according to this, the the Rock and Roll Express went 25 in the semis, and they went 41 in the finals. There was one match between the semifinals and the finals, and it went 12 minutes, and it was he. Th- this will pop you, Devin. It was Tony Norris and John Hawk Bradshaw. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> so what I've learned, they bring – I got really mad when I saw this because I saw a little bit of there, there's a two hour video of like NWA Dallas stuff and it's just random shit from their TV. Um, I should I'll send you the DM Devin because I know you'll watch it. Um, but I was just kind of scanning through it and scanning sending screenshots to Joe, and then I get to like Kevin comes in and this is like his first promo, and he's with fucking Skandar Akbar. And like he's like he cuts this promo. I didn't watch the whole thing, but he's like, you got. He's like talking directly to the fans. He's like, you guys got to trust me on this. Like, you know, he's he's on my side. And then he, of course, the guy fucking Skandar Akbar turns on him like yes. two weeks later. Like you fuckers! <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad when like, why is he with Skandar Akbar? Like. They fucking deserved to fail. They were going to fail anyway. I don't know what the yeah, hell was, he was thinking. I was going to say, I don't think that was it. <laughs> it's funny because, like, the very first couple shows they run, they do, like, seven, 800. And then by the end, they're doing, like, 200. Yep. It just fails miserably. Whenever it's, and it, you know, because Crockett tried to, like, this, the story is that him and Heyman link, tried to link up for a bit there, right? And the, yeah, they and did. They did a thing together in New York. Um, they the money The money wasn't there. And then Heyman went and did ECW. Yeah. But he did Bless. that first with Crockett. Bless, man. It's worth noting that while Shoot was texting this information, I was texting Shoot updates on my 2031 yes. TW mod. Um, I'd like to inform everyone that in 2031, the American Dragon Brian Danielson is the head booker of AEW. I he pitched is- to Joe that, that Buddy Matthew should be the Prime Minister of yeah. Australia, and he, he shot me down pretty hard. Just for the sake of Australia, I feel like he'd handle that very poorly. Yeah. He's a top guy. He's been ECW champion multiple times. Um, Paul Heyman, rather than re-signing with WWE, actually bought the license from Disney. He's since closed the promotion three times and reopened. I <laughs> reopened. Yeah. 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 Seth Rollins isn't in the business anymore because when WWE closed down, he said he'll wait for their return. Oh, God bless. <laughs> WWE isn't an existing promotion anymore. Disney just uses the intellectual properties to make roller coasters. Speaking, speaking of Disney, speaking of Disney, I got to put on the world according to Jeff Goldblum season two when I go to bed tonight. That show rules. God bless. God bless the Oracle. So I also sent Joe a YouTube link right before I went oh. to bed last night. And I, I'm interested. I know Bob hasn't seen this. I want to, I, I would imagine that Devin, you might've seen this. Um, 
where Jimmy Garvin and Sunshine are David Von Erich's valet for a day, and they have yes. to work on his farm. The only bit I'd seen for is when they pull up, you yeah. know? And he talks about not be like he wouldn't be at wrestling in America if he didn't do this. Yeah, that was the deal he'd made. <laughs> he rules in that whole deal, doesn't he? Oh, God, he fucking... That was one of my revelations. Is I mean, I knew he was good in it, but like, he's a... Like he's incredible and world class. Yeah. Um. The one thing that was really uh, finding out that Sunshine is his shoot cousin, because mm. they kiss a couple times. On yeah, that part's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very like, you know, they're not like making out or anything. It's like, but they definitely like kiss, and I was like, oh come on. Just. <laughs> This is why it all pops, man. It's only my weird brain that works. It's like, imagine if world class played out today and Bob O'Neill was able to quote tweet dunk on every incident that would occur in that like four year stretch. Oh my God. (laughs) Could you imagine? Because what you just said sounds insane, but for anyone that knows even like a tiny bit about that promotion, that's like, that's nothing. Imagine, imagine the Mike Von Erich stance. Oh God! <laughs> Posting like highlight reels, <laughs> compilations of his best year. I uh, I'm gonna be looking like Mike Van Eric in about three weeks. If I'm yeah, if, no, once those once those rabies start coursing through your veins. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! I shouldn't joke, but we stopped watching it like right before Gino showed up. I still haven't really seen Gino. Yeah, I've only seen little bits. Adams was another revelation, like I've talked about. He fucking ruled, man. Mm-hmm. He's in that promo. He's in that Crockett promotion. I bet he's still good too. Um, Bob, here's a here's a fun one for you. Um, in that I have that '97 file, mm-hmm. and, and one Steve Stephen Regal and Chris Adams fucking hate each other. I don't know what happened in real life. Something happened between 91 and 97 where they hate each other. Mm. They call in our Texas promotion. They're going to be a fucking team. <laughs> yeah, that's God great. Bless. Bob, my, like, I was telling Joe this after the show, after you left. My mindset with this Texas thing now is I want to just be like, I want to get like 10 years into this. I want to be just fucking stubborn as hell and just like refuse to stop doing it. And just like, and you, you know, I, you know, that'll change, but that's exactly how I'm thinking right now is like, I don't care how sick of it we get. We're just going to fucking keep going because <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to fail. <laughs> okay. All right. GW is definitely going to be central to this platform, right? For the yeah. foreseeable. Yeah. yeah. I want I want to get the Texas Wrestling Federation to the year 2000. I think we can. I mean, I know we've only done a month, but, you know. <laughs> God, we rule. You can never tell if Bob's being sincere or not, yeah. right? <laughs> it is a blast, though. It's really fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Plus, the nice one. thing is when we get burnt out, we can just like let Joe do a little bit more and kind of incorporate him into it. And because mm-hmm. yeah, we're definitely ban me from the out. territory, or I'm banned because I'm a Brit. 
Only one Brit allowed. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I've already got Adams and Regal, so. You and your fucking oh, cinema. Oh, well, there we go. Thank you, me. Do we want to go to the cinema? Do we go to the cinema? No, I don't want to go to the cinema. I'm going to go to the fucking theater. <laughs> Regal refused. Incredible. That team would have fucking rolled, too. What a combo. Is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I know you'd think it'd be the other way around, but. Yeah. All yeah, right, I can't well, do modern TW. It's too. I can't. Yeah, yeah it gives you a headache. I'm doing. I said on the other show, like I'm doing a Ring of Honor one, but the reason I do that is because they're like the whole point of it is that I've the roster is tiny. You know, mm. twenty guys. Yeah, this makes sense. So instead, it was Dave Taylor. No, wait, Bobby, Bobby Eaton was the Blue Bloods, yeah. right? Yeah, those skits were great. It's like the highlight of '95 WCW. Yeah. Bless Bobby. Great man. <laughs> So I feel like every time we do one of these, eventually Bobby Eaton comes up and we were just like, oh, fucking good for Bobby Eaton. He was great, wasn't he? We got to get him into Texas right. at some point. Yeah. Mm. Bob, top 45 Bobby Eaton moments and matches. <laughs> oh, man. There's a guy that I need to watch more of, too. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You would like, you would actually read it. Now, here's the thing. I was about to say you would like the Midnight Express, but you would run into the... <laughs> The Jim Cornette problem because you would definitely not be able to fight with Jim Cornette. <laughs> but like, they're a great act in all seriousness. I understand yeah. Jim is, you know. And I always say, like, I'm going to watch, you know, WCW or whatever from the start. I need to just do it one day. Don't do it in one day, but yeah. No. <laughs> I've never even done that. That seems like a lot. But God bless if you do. We, we wanted to do a series at one point and we'll never do it now because I'll never give Peacock or they would be my money. But we were going to do a series where I picked out like the significant WCW moments. Yeah. And Bob watched them. Um, as if it's saying to that, we may do that without me though. And Oracle just is the guide because Oracle will be better than me anyway. This is before Oracle was involved, you know. That could be fun, right? Sure. Can, I, can you imagine a show with just Oracle and Bob? Well, like we could, I could be there at least in like a sort of. No, it's better if we're not even there. But I could be behind the scenes so that, you know. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, just fucking cutting them off with videos. And... Exactly right. But like Oracle would be tremendous. There's, there's probably not a better person to pick out like the significant like timeline. That'd be great. Yeah. There you go. Oracle. Oracle I have to tell you that shoot. When I when I was talking to him about 1989 Funk versus Flair, shoot was unfamiliar and I I was stunned. Is that on I mean, I'm not Unfamiliar. I haven't seen it though. And when I was about Gary Hart, he was like, he was there. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that you I didn't love know. that shit. How much would Shoot love that shit? Man, Funk vs. Flair in 1989. Yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, what if we did a show? Bob, what if you did a show with Grinny? It's just you and Grinny. Uh, like, like, what if we did, like, a, like Bob's Clues? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just we make, like, a wrestling theme. <laughs> Oh my god! Doesn't really work, but no, oh it it, it works. It's good enough. <laughs> um, Oracle, are you familiar with Crybaby Waldo? <laughs> also known as Big Slam Bader. No. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, did we ever clear up those allegations that we don't like people and Mike Bailey? I don't know. A Bob and his fake dog. 
Can you imagine like if we did like Bob's Clues and it's like him and Granny and he's we just do like a Blues Clues format, but it's about pro wrestling. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with how much like in one show you're now just talking about Granny like he's just part of the family. I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> Have you seen how bit. over he is? This was not a bit four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Dylan gave us the flat earthers thing and we completely failed to get over. We moved too quick, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've gotten Grinny over already, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. This was, it's a pretty great visual. And we it's can bring this great. back whenever we want. It's great. <laughs> hey, Joe, Meech has a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair question, actually. Yeah. You know, just, I, before I get to that, I have something to talk about. I have this, this is going to show you guys, but you know NXT? What's that? It's so like beforehand, there was people that would pretend they liked it still. And then as soon it. as it rebranded to 2.0, they like pivoted to it. It was always bad, actually, and they hated the indie thing. And now they prefer it. Did you guys know that? It's crazy. Actually, so that fucking sucks. So, and we won't so talk you about know it. WWE 2K games? <laughs> there was a guy once. This is crazy. I'd never talk about this on there. There was a guy once that got actively mad that people complained their game didn't work when it came out. You believe that shit? I was thinking about that earlier today because I'm like, are these new GTA games any good? And everyone's like, no, they're kind of you know broken. They don't really work. And I was going to be like, oh, you guys want your games to work, huh? Yeah, you know what I think about them? <laughs> I think they're fucking losers. What? Excuse me, they're not losers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite bit. I just set it up for myself now. Yeah, I um, can tell. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, did you hear that about NXT? <laughs> <laughs> Big pot. Speedball Mike Bailey, I mean, he's he's not good enough that I'll watch Impact Wrestling for him. I'm not Bob, sure what do you call Hulk point. Hogan? Actually, call him the immoral Hulk Hogan. Joe tried to genuinely talk about speedball, so I just cut that shit off. <laughs> no, I was transitioning to impact because I wanted to say something. I said well, it I to you. I definitely don't want to do this either. That clip with Minoru Suzuki walking out of Sam's town was brutal. Yeah. It's time for a pinwheel. Did you? What? What happened? You said something about a pinwheel. What's happening? I don't know. My God. What's going on, guys? <laughs> He just fucking left. He was like, fuck this. I'm tired of the dog jokes. So anyway, <laughs> did you actually hear the audio on that clip I sent you shoot? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. When Matt Stryker goes. I didn't hear this part. <laughs> he goes, the song's name is Cassinina Ray, sung by whoever the lady is. And he's like, normally I wouldn't talk over such artistry, but I feel the need to explain this to you so that you can experience the moment with full understanding. <laughs> What a fucking loser. <laughs> oh, it put me so much. Like, there's anyone that's watching Impact that hasn't seen Suzuki coming out on major AEW shows in the last two, two months. I saw somebody replied to that tweet you sent me with, like, I'm glad we didn't have an incident, and they were being, like, genuine. Yeah, I know. They do that stuff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. They also do the thing where they're like, still waiting for you guys to hit 2 million viewers while they pull 60,000 people for their weekly TV. It's wild. Yeah. Imagine watching Impact. Are we worried about... Well, see, here's the thing. While I agree with you, I'm hesitant to say that because people watch Raw. Present company. Exactly. 
Because I yeah. hate the fit. I hate the mecha members that are like LOL TNN and defend Raw. Like they're all. Dogs. I'm a little worried about Devin, guys. Yeah, so yeah I don't know like, what happened there. What does it mean? What did he say? He said something about a pinwheel, and then he just. <clears throat> I meant a spin wheel. I don't know why I call them pinwheels. I can't hear him. That also still doesn't help. I said I meant a spin wheel, not a pinwheel. I don't know why I call him a spin wheel. Oh, you got some food. Got you. Uh, and then I sat on my uh, uh, dog bite and hurt. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. I hurt myself when I sat down. I sat, like a lot of times I'll sit on my leg and I sat on my wound and it hurt. <laughs> I feel like Bob's gone. Bob is absolutely in pieces. <laughs> There's so many ways that Oracle could have approached that, and he just he always manages to surprise you, you know. The Mr. Bowie is shocking, it's incredible. (laughs) Joe, do you know the Mr. Bowie story? No, I'm assuming this is like a TV character I'm unaware of. (laughs) Bob, tell the story. (laughs) Bob's gone. So there's a show called Mr. Belvedere. It was in the 80s or whatever. And uh, to make a long story short, they had to stop filming for the day because the guy sat on his balls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Incredible. This all play out Oracle just eats his snack is Hmm. There's been multiple times tonight where Bob has absolutely lost his mind. Oh yeah, this is this has been spectacular. The asking Devin if the if he played in the dog's face broke Bob oh, <laughs> completely. Yeah, that one. For a second, I didn't realize what you were doing. I I knew what you were doing there, but I didn't know what you were doing with what were you wearing. Oh yeah, someone in the chat did that. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think it was me, actually. <laughs> Works better in text form than me actually saying it out loud, but whatever. My um personal favorite moment of the night was when <laughs> was when Bob like just inexplicably at three hours was like, "This guy tweeted something about <laughs> <That was awesome. laughs> Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> oh man, pretty good, it's incredible. I didn't know this. When? Yeah, I watched. I used to watch the show. Bob Euchre was on it. Yeah, Bob Euchre rules. Trying to love the great, the other great moments tonight. I'm missing the theme song though, and I don't. Bob, do you want to sing the theme song as we go out here? No, just watch the Family Guy clip where Stewie does it. Bob, at one point, I was going to DM you and ask you to send me a clip of you. Singing Who Let the Dogs Out. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great. Oh, that's incredible. I think we need some Late Night Grin 12 I Was There (laughs) t-shirts. Bob is 90. He was born in 1931. His Twitter ad tells you that. I was real proud of that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Jack Crosby has bullied me consistently. 
That's why he's in the intro now, and that's also why I have this microphone stand that I'm actually now a huge fan of. Um, Now that I got a better place to attach it to. Um. (laughs) In our group chat, Jack Crosby text, holy fuckballs about amazing red Malachi Black, and we both just ignored it. Ignored it completely, yeah. (laughs) Wait, when's that happening? December 11th. Where? (laughs) House of Glory, is that what it... Yeah, which is almost as funny as Jack asking what will happen if Tony Khan has to step down and me sending like four paragraphs. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I literally just copy and pasted it from my like database thing. Yeah. <laughs> did he even respond to that? I don't think he did. Yeah. <laughs> he must have thought, what, what is Joe talking about? 2031. So an incredible thing, guys, about our group chat that's me and Joe and Jack Crosby is... There's many times where people, one of us shares stuff in that group chat and nobody responds to it. It's kind of like the weirdest group chat I've ever been in. Um, because we kind of just don't interact with each other half the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talk at each other a lot. Yes. Some would say it's toxic. No, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't even. I'm in that. a group chat that's toxic, but I'm not going to talk about that publicly. <laughs> I have a... Well, never mind. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. It's I good, know. though, right? It's good. Yeah. This is... Meech, this is a tremendous idea, but far too much work. Um, I have an idea for that, but I'm not going to say it. What's your idea? Jack Cosby. Oh God! <laughs> you know when he, I won't, I won't even deny that um, when he was bugging me about the intro, I did have the idea to to make the Cosby Show intro with with the Cosby Show music. <laughs> but I don't like. I don't know what it, I don't. I didn't have anything beyond like the titles, the the actual title screen. So let's just say the Cosby show, the Crosby show, and play that fucking music. Um, yeah, that would probably not go well. Yes, the famed Goodfellas group. I was very proud of that quote tweet on Jeremy today. Oh, the one of Pesci. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that clip rules so much for Twitter content. <laughs> the most proud I've ever been of that was when I logged on. And, like, for whatever reason, the top three tweets on my time, this was after the Becky Charlotte thing a couple weeks back, the top three tweets were all just like, man, fuck WWE, Charlotte's right. And I just tweeted, like, me returning to a pro Charlotte Flair timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's terrible. All right. Bob, do you want to talk about Becky Lynch's problematic tweet now? Oh, let's actually do that. Yes, this is perfect. No, Bob no. asked me earlier. He asked for Wait, time to talk about this. What? What problematic tweet? Oracle, sit tight. Bob wants to talk about it. No, I'm not doing this. He said we weren't doing this. What happened? She, uh, I guess Charlotte said that. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Bob's doing what Oracle calls the Owen voice right now. So everyone, be careful. Yeah. Charlotte said Charlotte had a bad promo, if you can believe that. Um, but she um said something like Becky's not natural or something, and then Becky said on Twitter, like, I can't believe she said I'm the one that's not natural and she put in quotes, tweets, right? Yeah, I think people got upset. Um Yeah. 
Would you consider that to be problematic behavior? Bob? I do, yeah. Very I saw someone I saw someone compare it to Liv Morgan saying something similar in a promo, which was almost certainly scripted because it was the first time she'd ever spoke on television, which is definitely the same thing. Yeah. Bob, um, you're more in tune with, with, with the people who would do this than I am because I legitimately don't read the stuff anymore. I'm actually really proud of myself about this, but I've been informed by Joe that there was a whole thing yesterday of them like attacking that Ruby and Brit segment. That's Is that correct. true? That, yes, that did happen. So I would assume that the people that were making those tweets were also burying Becky Lynch today like because they were keeping that same energy? Yeah. Was the same energy kept? Yes, always. Okay. That's good to know. I'm trying that Ruby and Brit thing might have been today, man. I don't know. It it's... was today, yeah. Oh, okay. Even better. I just say that there may not be a professional wrestler in the world that deserves your benefit of the doubt more than Ruby Soho. Yeah. <laughs> Most beloved person in the whole industry. <laughs> Probably can let it slide if she says something you don't like in a promo. No, she's cancelled. We have to be careful with this cancelled content, guys. I'm gonna take this down, that's my fault. Yeah, I mean, we're coming like, across like you know, Republicans. I, I'm not going to apologize for liking butts. All right, let's just you know. I didn't. Oh, oh, like, oh yeah. See what what you loosen the leash a little bit, and he goes running. You should know better than that, Oracle. Incredible. We just have to be. I, I've done this before. I'm going to do it again because I don't know who's watching it. When we do those bits. We are poking fun at like the Twitter discourse surrounding. We're not doing the thing about like, everyone gets cancelled these days. That is not that's not me anyway. I mean, shoots yeah. have different opinions. Yeah, he did a little bit earlier, but <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Can't get away with anything this day and age. <laughs> Man can't even do a Jr. tribute on this show anymore. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's... There he goes. Granny will return when we get the shit together again. No, I feel bad. Granny's got to come back. This is the default. This is our default overlay now, by the way. Because <laughs> it fucking rules. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> like when our clips get posted to Twitter, I feel they're going to be even more confused than they usually are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes it even better. They got to spend the dollar, see what's going on. There you go. Josh is soaked. Anytime the word discourse appears in the timeline, it's an ironic pop for me. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Used to be a big discourse guy. Yes, you did. Used to start them. Used to no. be a lot of things, Bob. Yeah. No. You used to be the king of the game, and then you was exposed as a right wing lunatic, and they threw you out. <laughs> That's not exactly what happened, but you know. No, that, that on that side of Twitter, that just translates to you liked AEW once. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, hey guys, you know they're doing some cool stuff over there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. son of a bitch. NXT on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. god that gives me like flashbacks man Favorite I would fight more... go ahead I like I legitimately wouldn't even be like taking shots because I like I would just come on the, the you know I'd get on Twitter to watch my wrestling show and I'd make a tweet about like what was happening on Dynamite and like five different people would reply to me oh I'm watching NXT and just want to be like okay like yeah I don't give a fuck. And here's the thing, and shoot, you won't notice because I haven't spoke to you about it. <clears throat> All of those people are now going to tell you they never liked that version of NXT. Do you know that? Yeah. 
Yeah. They've been waiting for it to rebrand for years. Yes. They, they do this thing where they go, enough of them PWG dorks, they say. And they, yeah. they, do, they do like this motion, like, get them out of here, the little guys, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good stuff. And then they talk, then they praise Seth Rollins. Yeah. I ain't going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the rating of his match with, with Kevin? <laughs> no. Half a million people like, Seth's in the main event? Fuck, no, I'm going to bed. Awesome. Yeah. This it's is factual, Brian. Seth, Seth versus Kevin Owens did like 1.3. I'm the streets of Davenport, Iowa. Oh, yeah, fair. Tyler Black. The toughest kid in Davenport. He, um, <laughs> when his music hit, Kevin Owens just fell to his back and looked up the sky, and I've never related more to a professional wrestler in all my life. Fair. Yeah. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor spent like five minutes just talking to each other in the ring while Seth Rollins made his entrance. Damien Priest came out to silence. <laughs> that poor dude, man. This is the, the match is Finn, Kevin, Seth, and Damien Priest. And poor Damien Priest, like every time he doesn't move, the crowd booed him. Because they didn't seem to know who he was. And he's in there with yeah. three guys that have been like WWE champ. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's what great way to get a guy over. I think he's a US champion still. So yeah, because he had to. He won the match by pinning Kevin, and as soon as yeah, they did that sequel, that, that deal where like everyone hit their big move until finally the you know Priest came in his, and literally as Priest was entering the place, they booing because they're like, oh, he's gonna pin Kevin Owens. <laughs> you could yeah. tell like it was weird. Like Austin Fury came out, and like mm-hmm. people was looking around like, who the fuck is this guy? Is an NXT UK guy? <laughs> I mean, he could be for other reasons, but <laughs> my god. Well, no, you're fine. John Morrison sprayed him in the face with that thing that he has. What's it called? The uh, water, wow. Water gun. He sprayed him in the face. Shit, mind out the gut, I confirm shoot. <laughs> you sprayed, said it. I was your exact quote was he, put, he sprayed him in the face with that thing he has. <laughs> yeah, what is it? He's thing. He is lucky she has a whole shtick. You don't understand. He, look, the chat knows the drip stick. Oh, that, so, that doesn't make it sound remotely better. So he sprayed, he sprayed the oh, wet tube. He sprayed, he sprayed Austin Fury in the face with this gimmick. <laughs> try and try review WWF Brighton here. So he 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 sprayed Austin Fury in the face with his with his gimmick, and the place popped. Did Austin Theory flinch? He did a big sell. He, you know, went okay. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Place popped. And then he, he rolled back in the ring and Austin Fury just hit him with like a drop kick and hit him with his finish and pinned him clean in the middle of the ring. Popped mm. me tremendously. The kids started crying. <laughs> no, Josh is the, the. I'm behaving. It's the other guys, Josh. You know that. The damp cylinder. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Joey, you sure went to the right show. Can't talk about a man's gimmick in, in public anymore. <laughs> what do you mean by gimmick? Whatever you want it mean, brother. The long stick-like structure, that <laughs> box-like structure is one of the best, one of the oh funniest things. Speaking of that, do you see Finn Balor alive? Yes, he's. <laughs> he was in that match. I've mentioned that many times. But oh, did you? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't, uh, I appreciate you having to bring it back to cock all the time, but you know we'd already. Hey, hey, go cocks. <laughs> 
Cowboy coat, brother. Urkel, question for you. Yeah. Well, um, what bowl game is South Carolina going to be in after they get their sixth win tomorrow? Oh my God! Uh, let's, not, let's not let's not write that in stone just yet. We should win the game, but I think we could lose. Would not be shocked if we lost. They're gonna run I'm all gonna over them, man. This moment when they finish five and seven, uh, they could still make a bowl at five and seven. There's nine hundred bowls now. That's oh, is that a thing I'm, now? I'm yeah, they got five we'll and seven go teams the, now. Uh, I don't know. The cheese it bowl. Yeah, there you go. They should the be mayo bowl. Or Clemson, though. Like, neither of those teams are good. Oh, Clemson's going to beat the shit out of them. They should beat Mizzou, though. Don't say that. <laughs> My Fair. Twitter is the diamond one, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just popped myself for that because I forgot that was a thing I did tonight. I, like... There's a thing that happens with me where, like... You know, I made that Roddy Strong tweet, and then I quote tweeted your thing and, and said, made the NXT UK joke, and then I kind of sat there, and then I remembered that, that Malcolm Bivens follows me on Twitter, and I should yeah. probably <laughs> stop doing that. Uh, yeah. That was no actually, disrespect to him intended. We, we have like 10 minutes here. That was disgusting what you did on Twitter. No, that was great. No, because you pretended it wasn't like aimed at me. That was disgusting. It wasn't aimed at you. Oh, come on. Who was the last random NXT guy you tweeted about? Get out of here. Mm. Who was the last one you tweeted about Roddy Strong? You talk about Roddy Strong in here all the time. I can't get away from Roddy Strong now. <laughs> True. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing any wrestling fan could do at this point is avoid Roddy Strong. He's hidden away on 205 Live. Yeah, that's fair. I... Do we know when Roddy Strong resigned? Legitimately about four months ago. Well then, yeah. <laughs> I don't don't feel sorry for him. I don't think he's upset though. Like or this, I, he seems content, right? Player, coach, guy, bad neck. Mm. Take it easy, man. You get what you get, I suppose. He's older than uh, like Kyle. Probably thinks he can still be like a top guy in Japan and stuff. Roddy hasn't got any of them illusions. He's cool being a just a role player. You don't have to feel. I don't know if you feel sorry for Roddy. I hope you feel sorry for me. <laughs> yeah. Not everything's about you. You miserable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest film. There is. A, I'm telling you, there's content in us watching Lebowski and doing a commentary track on here. I love that. My all time favorite film, and I think it's up there for you too. Yeah, it is. It might be my all time favorite. Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Imagine us doing a comedy show. I mean, it would be dumb because we just talk over all the funny bits, but it would be it would be fun, right? Be... Yeah, we should because I've never seen it. So wait a minute, I always oh, forget oh, about oh, that. Oh, I get oh. so mad every time you point that out. I yeah. could just watch it, but you know, <laughs> I could just watch it. Yeah, we know we're aware of that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and how that goes? Stop, 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 stop. Joe watches American films. God bless. I thought you just sat around. And, I thought you Brits just sat around and watched fucking uh, Doctor Who and shit. And I, I'm like that's BBC disgusting. Six or whatever. Period you, pieces. Dawson Abbey. That's the worst thing anyone's ever said to you on this show. <laughs> In um, many many ways. JJ and I always had a plan to uh, to organize a big uh, live tweet of the movie. Yeah, the movie Ten Cup. 
that used to air on the golf channel all the time and then we never actually fucking did it have, has, have you guys seen 10 cup no i haven't i fucking love that movie it's not good but i love it big lebowski that's con brothers right yes i've seen i've definitely seen it i remember watching it I, joe I how many it. times have you seen the british version of the office Oh, quite a few because like the our version of the office is only like two seasons. Because oh, yeah, you guys have to do everything where you do like four hundred episodes, right? Yeah, bastardize the idea. I've seen. I saw that before our version. It's it's fucking awesome. Really, that's actually pretty cool because I always got the sense that like um, the American audience wouldn't get British Office because it is no, really great. weird, right? It's yeah. you know mm-hmm. like. The awkwardness is a lot more, like, disc- uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. It's so, different. That's just your opinion, man. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> any of the American version, Joe? So I've tried. The problem I run into was everyone tells me that I should ignore the pilot because it's just, like, a really bad remake of the original episode. A lot of the first season is them, like, exactly. redoing bits from... Yeah, and I'm then, like, the second it. season, they find their own voice. No joke. U.S. version of The Office, seasons two through, like... I would say up till Michael... Uh, up till Steve Carell's ending is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I, I... I have a very real and genuine appreciation for the British version. I saw it first. I do. I prefer the American version when mm-hmm. it's when it gets to its peak, mm-hmm. um, which is like just because I like uh, Michael Scott five. more than than David Brent. Um, but David Brent is hilarious. Um, yeah, but also that's the thing too is Brent is like he's horrible, really, right? Oh like, yeah, he's full on like laughing at him. Like he's social reads. It isn't just that he's awkward and you kind of feel bad. Like sometimes he's just an ass. I agree know. with this completely. Like they're 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 their own they're completely their own shows. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm not a big Joyce guy at this point in my life because for many neither, reasons. Yeah, he's Parks and Rec was the same. <laughs> Park the first season of Parks and Rec kind of sucks. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. And then and then from then on it's fucking awesome. Yeah, are you guys great. big are you big Frasier guys? I haven't I've seen I've never was, like done a watch through of Frasier. I would it's one of those ones that like it was on in syndication here all the time. Yeah. And like if I was just flipping two channels, I might leave it on there. I liked it, but I've never seen it like in order I'm, or any kind of. That's my favorite. Seinfeld guy. I fucking love Seinfeld. I was never a big yeah, Seinfeld. I, I was I, never as high on it. I'm kind of the same way with Seinfeld as I am with. I've seen plenty of episodes, but I've never like sat down and watched it. Right. Have you seen Cheers, Joe? Yes. Yeah. I haven't I done the whole series like, of Cheers. Cheers is fucking great. Yeah, last couple Cheers, seasons so. I fell out on, but I, I watched the rest of it like front to back. Yeah. Um. You yeah, have rules. It was weird for me because I watched Frasier first, so like, it was just different, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rules that our chat like came alive when we started talking about stuff that isn't wrestling. Yeah, I don't care, Tremendous. friends. I know yeah. that's a controversial take. No, I think it gets overrated. What? Which one? Friends. Friends. Yeah, it's it's just there. There are like some pretty good episodes. Like most of the Thanksgiving ones are good, but like everything else, yeah. bootlicker. Always sunny. I agree with Demon Grin. There, it's a great show. Never yes. watched it. My pal I could never get into it. I could never get into it. Like I love it. I've tried and I just I can't get into it. I've never seen you know the show I've never gotten into is 30 Rock. Mm. I like 30 I Rock. I would yeah, like I it too, but I've never uh you guys seen Arrested Rock. Development? Yes. 
I haven't seen. I've never watched the last season. No, the like the first Netflix season was weird, and then I just never watched the next one. But the I'm first the same way. three are very good. The issue with Arrested Development for me is I like I do want to watch that final season, but I feel like I need to rewatch the whole thing first before I watch it, so I remember all the callbacks and all the little things that they do, and I just haven't committed the time to it. Is it true, shoot, that on my on the week I wasn't on the grin, which was apparently last week, um, you like said that you did, you've never seen Better Call Saul, even though you you wear the shirt multiple times on our programming. I haven't seen Better Call Saul. I've seen Breaking Bad. Seems bad. No, Better Call Saul. That phrase is from no, no. In all seriousness, my plan with with Better Call. I'm waiting for it to end so I can just binge it. Yeah. I prefer it. Yeah. It's awesome, man. They're both great though. I love uh I loved Breaking Bad. I actually you... when I bought the shirt when I bought the shirt I thought it was a Breaking Bad shirt. I mean basically, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Breaking Bad's enjoy- I always talk about this with like this is a weird take of mine. The ending of Breaking Bad is good, right? I never liked the fact that they like in a weird way kind of redeemed Walter White. Yeah. By the time the show ended, I was kind of ready for him to just like get the. To me, he just becomes such a piece of shit. I didn't want him through teams. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was a, that was a gripe of mine. Great show. Incredible. One of my best uh, TV show stories is Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Could never. I watched it. Mad Men in real time. Like every week, I watched it. Like when it was on. And then, like the last season, I just quit watching it. And not mm. even because I, I don't know why. I don't, and I still haven't went back and finished it. You didn't let it play out? No. And I, I can't even tell you why. Yeah, it kind of tails off. Like, I just, it's not, it's not like I was like, oh, this show sucks now or anything. I just kind of quit watching it. I don't have a good answer for you as to why. One day I'll go finish it. But yeah. At its peak, it's fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. It's always tough, though. Like, the worst thing is when your favorite TV show gets gets cancelled or discontinued. Like Bob experienced that recently with Ring of Honor Wrestling, which on the, the Sinclair Networks. Um, Bob, tell, tell the people about it. I mean, it's been enough time that you can be honest about it. That broke your heart, didn't it? It did genuinely make me upset. Yeah, I was having a fun time watching it and, uh, you know, doing our show yeah. that we've been doing. I, I thought it was very good, and uh, I guess we're still doing it, but, you know, it's just – it's a bummer. Yeah. You know, it upset Bob, me. You don't wanna, if you don't want to tell the people, I will um, – after that happened, Bob texted me that he had just for the first time walked the streets and in rage about professional wrestling. And he waved yeah. the Jonathan Gresham octopus flag as he walked around. Oh my god, let me tell you what. And then came home and iced his knees. Game of Thrones, I'll tell you, man. I'll never it's sad that. because first of all, A Storm of Swords is like the greatest fantasy book I've ever read. Third book of the series. And that show was so fucking excellent. And then they just absolutely fucking annihilated it in every way. Unbelievable. Total disgrace. It sucked. Total shame. Best I watched the first drama. episode of that and liked it and then never watched it again. Best, best, best drama of all time until they until it wasn't anymore. Clearly wasn't. It's a shame. Well, on that note. <laughs> We're approaching four hours here. It's probably time we do our outro because it takes us a long time. It's been my favorite grin yet, guys. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was great. 
I ain't carried away, but I feel like we're entering a new era of the grin. Yeah. You're looking at, you know, I was going to say the four horsemen, but like three of those guys are problematic, so maybe not. You know? Uh, I'm the, pretty sure we've all established ourselves that probably that's problematic by this point. for yourself, brother. You're looking at the four horsewomen of the... No, because Becky's problematic now. It's true. You're looking at the pennant... No. You're looking at the factory of wrestling podcasting. How does that work? Mm. Who wants to be QT? I will. <laughs> Incredible! I don't get a pop on that until I pop to myself. That's terrible. Bob is Mr. Bob is Mr. Freak Beast. Um, yeah, this is like we 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 have a new intro. Ah, oh, there you go. Yes, we're Diamond Mine. <laughs> I think she's that. problematic. Um, okay, <laughs> we have a new intro. We are now a quartet officially. Yeah. We all, you know, we're all in this together. We're, we're not cutting sp- Granny in on the money, though. No, fuck that. Mm. We're cutting enough people in on it at this point. Even Bob's getting paid. You're gonna see a lot of content. I haven't talked to Oracle about this yet, but I think you're gonna get more Oracle of wrestling. I'm gonna give Oracle the keys and let him cook a little bit. Oh. I want to do a gimmick where people send Oracle their favorite matches, and he just shits on them and gives them two stars in written form. That's what I want to do. <laughs> We're gonna get more Bob. We're gonna get Bob watch Brock matches and do commentary tracks on his own. Shoot and I are gonna to continue to react to Tony Khan tweets live on the air. Yes. And we're all gonna become very, very rich. Talk about professional wrestling. Yes. Feel free to tell your friends. Have them sign up. Pay the dollar. Um. What you can do is say, you know, if they don't like wrestling, just be like, look, just sign up for this and pledge like five dollars, and then you'll just forget about it and keep giving them five bucks every month. <laughs> Um, harmless. Word yeah. of mouth is important. Yeah, word of mouth is important. I don't. You can't underestimate the importance of that. In the podcasting game, you know, make sure this name rings bells. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. we've got two minutes here. Oracle, any final statement as we enter a new era of the late night grin? Uh, <clears throat> I've had a rough week. This was a fun show. Um, I hate that I have anxiety like this. I shouldn't be worried so much about it, but it is what it is. Not to get too deeply serious, but uh, tomorrow's going to kick ass. Very excited for the show. So excited that I immediately wanted to purchase it after we had our discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect I'll be getting a DM at about 10.57 p.m. Bob, I don't buy this tired bullshit. Bob, any any final words? No, I think uh, this probably was our best show. We did a really great job. I think the uh, wrestling discussion was good, and uh, popped ourselves tremendously with a lot of things. And uh, we have a new mascot, so all hail, folks. We have fifty five seconds left. Um, I'm the confirmed shoot uh, for Bob O'Neill, the Oracle of Wrestling, Devin Hales, Big Chief Joe Holbert, and Grinny. Um, Thank you for watching the Late Night Grin. Please give us your money. We have a dog to feed now. <laughs> Milk bones are not cheap. Um, enjoy full gear. Let's have another victory. And keep on grinning.
Oh, hell.